I love this cornbread so much, I want to take it behind a middle school and get it pregnant. <laughs> What's up, world, and welcome back to the Vibes and Stuff Podcast, where hip-hop heads discuss hip-hop topics. On today's show, we first dive into the comments made by Lil Wayne and Elliot Wilson regarding Andre 3000 and his latest artistic pendulum swing. Then, the crew will answer the mailbag question, what hip-hop tracks will be our personal anthems going into the year 2024? Then, the crew will share what hip-hop albums they felt were the best albums and releases from the year 2023. Then we'll dive into unpopular hip-hop opinions. And then for our album Face-Off, we'll be putting 2000 BC by Cannabis against Assassination by Razzcast and weigh in on which album we felt was better and why. So with that, please kick back and enjoy the show. Yo, what's going on, Jamil? Tripping. I was on mute. What's happening? <laughs> what's happening, man? How's everything? Oh, good. <laughs> Besides me being an old man, acting like I don't know how Zoom works. <laughs> hey, man. When you get older, man, you, you find new stuff to rap about, <laughs> which is very germane to your uh, avatar. So. I mean, <laughs> it's not that. It's not that niggas don't feel like rapping. You know, it's only for the worthy. I think it's don't deserve work. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but how you been, bro? I've been all good, man. Sad, I, uh, adjusting to this cold. I know it's gonna get worse. Yeah, the hawk thing came in, man. So I didn't know if y'all still get it down where you're at. It ain't as bad, but but it come through. Okay, okay. Well, hey, you used to it. Yeah, man. Got Scully's and, a t- and some Timberlands. You, you be aight. <laughs> you be aight, nigga. Tough. Tough, right? <laughs> Niggas freeze every day, B. <laughs> exactly. Oh, man. All right, man. Let's get into the show, man. Now, y'all, I'm still waiting for at least uh, two other people, but we'll, we'll go ahead and get started, man. This first little news nugget, I wanted to attack it from, from two different angles. And, you know, as we know, hip hop legend. Uh, many cons- considered to be one of the goats of lyricism and hip-hop, Andre 3000 and one half of Outkast uh, recently dropped a instrumental flute album. Some people are describing it as jazz. I, I-, I think it's more a more appropriate term would be ambient music. Mm-hmm. Um, and in the wake of in the wake of him dropping this album entitled New Blue Sun, a lot of people have had a lot to say about it. You know what I'm saying? I was in the barbershop uh, the other week, and man, like, Cats was having a, 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 a spirited argument about, you know, how much grace you should give him, whether the new album was trash, yada, yada. All the typical nigga conversations you would expect around this particular album in a barbershop, in a black barbershop. And as of recently, Lil Wayne has weighed in. And he, he was recently quoted saying in response to Andre saying that he feels like he's too old to rap. Basically, he just said it was depressing and that he feels at the age of 41, he has a lot to rap about. How do you feel about Lil Wayne's comments versus the reality of what Andre's feeling and in all the conversations surrounding this album? And yeah, just where he's at in life. Uh, what, what's good, Brian? Yo, what's up, man? Good evening. What's good? 
What's good? What's good? How's your week been going? I've been going great, man. How about yours? Man, likewise. Likewise. Can't wait till it's over. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Just started. Good old Monday. Oh, yeah. You know it. But, yeah, man. So what do y'all feel about Wayne's comments about where Andre is at? Do you think that's a that's a fair assessment? Does that does that overlap any with how you all feel about where Andre is at currently? So I'm going to need the short version. I, I I came in as you were as you were going through the conversation and I didn't really find that rhythm like the first few seconds. OK, OK. You didn't miss much. Um, I was just quoting little Wayne. He in so many words said in, in response to Andre 3000 saying he feels he's too old to rap and just not hip anymore. He said Andre's comments were kind of depressing because he feels that Wayne feels that he himself at the age of 41 has everything to rap about still. So and, and a lot of people, a lot of people's response on, the, on, you know, on a street level to this album, you know, has not been hugely positive. You know what I'm saying? Some yeah. people, I know a few people who've given him grace and it's like, okay, well, he's just trying something new. You know, he's he's got enough equity where he can do that. Yeah. Um, but where do y'all, how do y'all feel about it? <laughs> do y'all empathize with what niggas is saying on the streets and what Lil Wayne said or are y'all of a different mind? Yeah, I'll, I'll jump in. I don't feel like they um are necessarily even in concert, right? Like Wayne was speaking from his perspective and I understand as a fan, he like, man, I would like to hear, I would like to hear from Dre. And I don't, I don't know. I just, I, I guess from the interviews that he did and the statements that, that Dre made, I didn't get from him like, yo, I don't have anything to rap about. Like my life is not rap worthy. I don't think that was it. It didn't feel like a lack of material. It was just like, yo, I, it's not, it's not in me at the moment. Like, I, I can't make a song that I'm excited about based on what's going on in my life. Not that the material is there, but I can't. It, it almost sounds like writer's block. Mm. Um, and, you know, and, and holding himself to a high standard. So I don't think I don't think it's a matter of him not having nothing to rap about. He's just like, yo, I ain't got it at the moment. And when I get it, I get it. But this is what's inspiring me. So maybe this is the the project that we needed to kickstart the creativity that might get us a rap album. Mm-hmm. But I tell you this, you know, the more the more niggas whine and complain about it, the more that pressure will mount <laughs> mount up. And you know, I think that that would only add to any internalized pressure that he might feel. He's like, "Yo, I don't I don't know if I even want to do this." Yeah. Yeah, you feel the same way, Brian? I I do. Um, Like he said, I I feel like that was that was Wayne having a conversation about how he felt, and um, you know, as a fan, and Wayne sounded like a fan too. As a fan, of course, you want to hear him rap, and I don't think he really quit rap. I don't think he has the passion for rap that you know to make an album because even his last album wasn't rap. He hasn't had a. Like I think what Stank on you was the last time he had an album where he was like rap. That was forever ago. What like two thousand? That was two thousand one. Yeah, I, mean, I, I, I guess technically Idlewild, right? Because he rapped on that and he did rap on Love Below, even though it was not a rap album. 
Well, yeah, absolutely. And 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 he never stopped rapping. He even still has verses out now that he came out with exactly. a year ago, a few months Fire. ago. Right? Yeah, crazy verses. The ver- the verse on Killer Mike's album was crazy, right? Yes. You know, uh and then the his verse on Life on the Life of the Party, Kanye West, that that bonus track that I didn't hear until yeah, like three months later. That song is his verse is crazy on that song. So you know, I I think it's a it's a fan thing, you know. And if uh, he does have the equity to be able to go out and be creative, like he was with Hey Ya, Hey Ya is not something that we supposed to like, quote unquote. You know what I mean? Right. That song, come on, I I know all the words. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> exactly. But, What's good, man? Remember Equimini. Go ahead. Yeah. What's up? What's up, people? Uh, what up, what man? Up? Yeah, Vince, would you? Well. You, you you can weigh in at any time. I was just going to say real quick, though, like, you know, I understand from a fan's point of view where Wayne is coming from. And I, I think that as much crap as, you know, niggas talk about him as, as far, far as making this, this flute album and how much they're trying to clown him. It's like, look, you're angry because he's not rapping. So it's like the fact that people are so worked up over the fact he's not rapping is a testament to how just how good he was at rap. Yes. Because right. you, you wouldn't be angry if, you know what I'm saying? Would would you be just as angry if, I don't know, Fetty Wap did a did an instrumental album? It's like, nah, you wouldn't. Is I wouldn't I wouldn't care if he made a Sesame Street album. I, like I don't <laughs> I don't know none of his albums. I don't know. I don't I don't even know any of his songs. Like I don't I just know he got one eye and he had that one song way back when I, I, I can't tell you the name of it or what it sound like. Yeah, he, he was a he was a flash in the pan, you know, or, or I'm trying to think of another example. Um, I don't know, NBA Youngboy or somebody or a Tiger. I don't know. Like the, the fact that people are like so disappointed and so frustrated with him to me is a testament to how good of an MC he is, because in the same breath, they'll be like, oh, well, he ain't no he ain't no top five, nothing. And it's like, yo. You're the ones talking about his album, his flute album, like because you wanted right. something else. So it's it's funny how people kind of try to play him and, and dismiss him. Like, ah, oh, he weird. He's just a weirdo. He weird anyway. But at the same time, they're like frothing at the mouth, mad that he didn't drop an album with 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 bars on it. You know, it's 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 kind of crazy. You know, and I, and I I bet you, I bet you, five six years from now. A lot of heads are going to try to engage in some revisionist history and try to say New Blue Sun is a class. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, yeah. The, the uh, same way they, the same way they did Love Below. You know what I'm saying? The same way they did Electric, electric Circus. Circus. Yep. And, and other projects that you know, Cass wasn't fully on board with when it came out. I remember, man. To be quite honest with you, I remember a lot of cats not filming AT Aliens when it first came out. Mm-hmm. I didn't. I didn't like ATLNs at first. You said you didn't? No, I did not. I did not like ATLNs at first. Yeah, I I was. I thought it was cool. You know what I'm saying? Because it, it, you know, it still has some crowd pleasers on there. But I yeah. can see how some of the more deep cuts on that album weren't really resonating with with, with a lot of dudes, a lot of street cats. I mean, I I grew up in the hundreds, so cats was like. In 94, 95, Cats was rocking them to, you know, uh, Do or Die, Twista, Crucial Conflict, Cats like that. So Yeah, well, I mean, we, we both grew up in the yeah. 100s, and, and we I, I know exactly what you're talking about, but I didn't really 
I wasn't able to enjoy a lot of their older music until I kind of understood them in my teens. Like once I got to my teens and I got this and I started listening to them more then I, I could go back and appreciate like, oh, OK, they've been creatives their whole career. Right. And you can kind of you can kind of see the sound grow over time. You know what I mean? Exactly. But, mm-hmm. but they're like they're very unorthodox artists. Like they don't they don't. You know, they don't do the boom pap, they don't do the boom boom pap. You know what I'm saying? Like they do their own thing. Like they got they they beats are very like, you know, different. I don't even know who their producers are, to say the truth. Which is weird, but organized noise. At least for that time. Yeah, they had a team of producers and yeah, it was it was mainly organized noise. Um, by the time they made it to Stank on you and, and beyond. Nah, they started doing their own stuff at that point. Yeah, yeah, but I, I know what you mean, cause, cause I was like, dude, I was probably like thirty years old before I really appreciated like the, the song Thirteenth uh, Floor." You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. like, yeah, they just they was a little they was a little ahead of the curve, man. They was a little ahead of the curve. The, now the other the second part of this I wanted to attack. Uh, I don't know if y'all were with Elliot Wilson. He's like an old school hip hop journalist, but he sent out a tweet kind of throwing shade at Andre. It was a picture of him sitting down with that with the older white dude from uh, CBS, and the caption said "hip hop journalism," and it was kind of you know most people took it as a, being a, a tongue in cheek shot, and they were kind of saying okay he might be in his feelings a little bit because for this recent album tour or or media blitz or whatever surrounding this album, Andre is not sitting down with any real hip hop media. He's sitting down with CBS, NPR, and um, GQ. Do you all feel he owes it to the hip hop culture to to sit down with any hip hop media to discuss Absolutely or promote not. this album? Absolutely. I mean, for an album that wasn't a hip hop album, <laughs> correct? Wasn't a hip hop album. He gave us everything he needed to give us already. Like I don't. He 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 retired. And, and went and, and traveled with his socks off, walking through the fields, playing the flute. Like, let him do his thing. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm I'm in agreement, man. Like, I don't think he owes us anything. I think Andre has gone above and beyond his commitment to the culture. You know, <laughs> if you want to reminisce, man, you got all the old records. You you know what I'm saying? You you got access to streaming. Like, you know, pull up some of his old features and verses if you really want to. You know, go down that road and appreciate him as a lyricist. But like, in a weird way, man, like I feel that like he's kind of he's beyond hip hop journalism, and that's that's not a diss to the culture. That's more of a diss to hip hop journalism. But what's being passed as hip hop journalism now? Like, I couldn't imagine somebody like like Andre 3000 sitting down on Drink Champs. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. I mean, no, I, I could. I, I can't see him drinking, but I do understand that even though a lot of the the, the people that they have on Drink Champs ain't really hip hop, you know, I ain't gonna name nobody, but um, I still think it's a it's a those kind of platforms are good because those kind of focus on the industry side of hip hop. It's not enough focusing on like the hip hop side of hip, like the music. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. And I, you know, stuff. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Like they, they'll get some people, some legends on there and stuff, and they'll talk about the business, you know. 
and some of their personal stuff. But like, how often do you watch Dream Champs when they talk about the bars that they talk about? You know how the albums made them feel and all that. Like, you know, they don't talk about that kind of stuff. And I, I think there's a, a, a niche for that. You know? Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, for the for the most part, yeah, they they very rarely would they get into actual bars. You know what I'm saying? It's it's a lot of it's just a lot of like old stories. You know what I'm saying? Which have which they do have their place. Uh, some of those are entertaining, but it's yeah, it's a lot of like okay. Who was this particular record about? Uh, or um, I don't know, just nonsense. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I just don't imagine Andre 3000 sitting down with like a rap radar or a breakfast doing a Breakfast Club interview or Nori interview or academics interview. It's like he, he probably don't even know who half these niggas are, to be quite honest. But the the bar for hip hop journalism has gotten so low over the years and has. The standard is just eroded, man. Like people rarely talk about the music, and I think, I think part of the reason he's he stayed away is I think that might be part of it too. It's like how do you how do you how do you find your place on in a scene where you just you feel totally out of place? You know what I'm saying? Like I just don't see him entertaining these outlets to to talk about his album. I think I think he's doing exactly what he wants to do, you know, right now. So. <laughs> Hey, we should give them. We should give them that grace, man. That's just how I feel about it. I, I think so too. Uh, like I said, Dre, Dre is in my. Uh, uh, we ain't trying to get into the, the your top five, but Dre is in my top five. Um, oh, absolutely, and yeah, rightfully so. Absolutely, yeah. Um, he's in. He's in my top five too. And he 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 reminds me of um, uh, kind of the prince of our era. Where he he did his thing, and then he you know he changed his image, and then he just went about his way. But like his appearance is still like legendary. He come out and you like, oh, it's Dre three thousand. Like we gotta we gotta listen to what he's talking about, you know. And then he just he'll probably just disappear again. Yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. One one thing I do. It was, which is funny to me, man. This is, I guess, music, but hip hop, especially. It's like the only art form where the people that view the art tells the artist when to make some art. You know what I'm saying? When to paint, so to speak. It's like, you know, hey, you just go, go see the painting once they paint it. No, don't know me telling them when to paint. You know what I'm saying? And I get it. We want to see these guys. We want to hear them. And then I guess you could say you're disappointed when um, he dropped the flute album, as they call it. Uh, but he told you it was going to be a flute album. It's like, mm -hmm. why are you going to be disappointed when it drops when he told you what it was going to be? It's like... But to your point, you know, Vince, about, about people telling folks when to create art, I think that's that's just a byproduct of of the industry being so product based as opposed to art based. You know, it's like, OK, every every year, you know what I'm saying? If you want to be if you want to be a major hip hop artist and you want to have your name on people's tongues constantly and have massive album sales, you've got to drop a, pro a project every year or else they'll forget about you or at the very least every two years or people are going to forget about you. And I think you know in an age where you got artists dropping 
you know what I'm saying, 10, 12 mixtapes a year, it's just become more, you know, the industry itself has become more product based. You know, like, okay, you got to give us product at a, at, at a regular clip. And that's probably something else, too, that he just doesn't, he just doesn't jive with anymore. Yeah, yeah, that's well, true. And, and, I, and I don't want to segue too far, but uh, that's why I like the whole idea and the concept of, uh, I don't know if you all heard this rapper called Mac Hami. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, like, I love that whole idea of what he does when it comes to uh, music. Like his music, he treats it as art, and you pay you pay according to that that whole concept. So I, I love that idea. Uh, that might be something that it, uh, rap evolves to. Not not um, every artist, but I think that's definitely something that you'll see more often. Yeah, I hope well, so. You you know the 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 problem with that is unfortunately. When you talk about art and product you, the the amount of people who are willing to buy art is way smaller than the amount of people who are willing to buy product like art is one of those things that you have to appreciate and people they're not into appreciation they're into consumption so you know if, if you if you take that same concept and you put it towards the music people the the concepts the things that make art art is not what's important it's about how much they can get from it entertainment wise they don't they don't listen to music to appreciate it they listen to it to, to have fun and listen to it to feel better listen to it you know to to consume it it's just a difference so you know if if what you're saying is correct maybe it is not the the climate for somebody like Drake 3000 to come back it's not it yeah and that whole album sounds like peace that's what it sounds like <laughs> niggas don't niggas don't like that. It's not no. a, yeah. you can't you can't bump the flute in the club. No. Nah. Well yeah. Andre three thousand is gonna be here to stay because he's created he's created the disparity of his bars. So we're at his mercy. If he whatever he does, we're going to tune in. Um Absolutely. Especially if it's if especially if it's gonna be something with with hip hop, anytime you hear, anytime you hear a glimpse that Andre is gonna be around something, you ready for it. So like he's created that, and I think that's kind of what he wanted, and I'm glad he has it. Yeah, yeah. I think I think the Prince analogy is very apt because mm -hmm. you know, like Prince was Prince was that man. Even when he wasn't dropping albums, it's like when he yeah. showed up on stage, it's like everybody. You know what I'm saying? Had to bow to him to, to the greatness of Prince. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so, you always wanted to hear like if he has some something new. Like if he showed up, you're like, is he gonna do something? Like because then you right. like, you know what I'm saying? Same fish, same stuff. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> right, right. Edit that out. <laughs> I know, I, you good, you good. But uh, but yeah, this this next little little mailbag question. This is a very random question. I, I'm not gonna spend too much time on it, but. I wanted to ask y'all, is there a hip-hop song? It doesn't have to be something that dropped this year, but is there a hip-hop song that you all feel would be appropriate to be you all's personal theme song or anthem going into 2024? I couldn't just pick one. <laughs> <laughs> um, if I had to, I guess, distill it down to 
just one, then it would have to be um as uh, this this cat from Queens, not a not a whole lot of people heard of him. Got a, a difficult name to pronounce. Um Akianale. <laughs> I don't know who that is, man. <laughs> he talking about Akinelli. <laughs> I don't know who that is either. Yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. <laughs> I do. You might not know, you know, but you know. Now, honestly, and all, uh, all, all kidding aside, um, if I had to choose one song, it's probably Return of the G. Okay. Mm. I like. I like. That's a banger, man. That's a banger. In fact, it was it was kind of uh the message of it is still is still relevant today. Yes indeed. You know, cats who don't change, cats who don't evolve, cats who question other cats who are evolving, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is a dope cut. That is a dope cut. That's that's a good pick. That's a good pick. I'ma go with I'ma go with I Hate Everything by Alchemist and Action Bronson. It's a very simple song. It's a minute and a half long, but it's straight into the point. I've seen a lot. I've done a lot. I'm not impressed by anything I see anymore, and I hate everything and everyone. That's that's the track I'm going with. <laughs> sounds good. That's pretty good. It's quite Eurocentric too. It is. Now, yeah, and as you mentioned, Alchemist and Action Bronson. Yeah, I wish I could have picked a blacker song, but yeah, there you have it. <laughs> the sentiment is black, even if the folk black or song. Very that's, much so. That's, that's a hard question. I don't. I don't know, man. That's a hard question. Yeah, like I said, it doesn't necessarily have to be a new song. Vince, you got a track for us? Yeah, Toby in the weak way. Try Jesus. Ah. Mm-hmm. Cause I throw hands. That's my 2024 right there. <laughs> you throw hands. I ain't, I ain't tolerating no foolishness this year, man. <laughs> and we too old to be fighting, man. You're getting your car and go. <laughs> no, no right, I ain't tolerating, right. tolerating no foolishness, man. That's oh no, that's just my that's my that's my energy. It's not it, it might not, it's never gonna actually happen, but that's my energy, man. Oh I'm yeah, man. I'm with you. <laughs> no more Mr. Nice Guy. Yeah, I'm not no no foolishness this year. I'm, I'm about business. I heard that, man. I heard that. All right, well, we gonna let Brian think on his. I probably got but... a couple more too. Yeah, because I, I, I ain't got it more. <laughs> you got yeah, more? Give, give us a couple nah, more, I mean, Jamil. Couple more, Young Dro FDB. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't heard that one yet. Young Dro, what's yes, it called? Yes, you have. Yes, you have. Oh, yes, you, yeah, you, yeah, you heard. The you acronym. Heard Think of the acronym. F- FDB. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, understood. <laughs> what's understood uh, don't need to be explained. What's understood don't need to be explained. But on the flip side of that, I got uh Say Peace, Common and Black Thought. Just on some you know, let's 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 get some of that negative energy out of there. Wait, what was that? What project was that from? One of them whack. Uh, beautiful Revolution albums. I can't remember if it was oh, one or two. Oh, okay. I do remember that track. It was like the only decent track on there. I do remember. Yeah, that. yeah, yeah. Because I remember PJ was on the hook, and Thought came in with a crazy. Thomas verse was cold too, but I do remember that one being a standout. I, I want to say it was the first one, but I can't. I honestly can't remember. 
Okay. It will. I, I believe it was the first uh, Beautiful Revolution, because the second one, I I, ain't, I don't remember anything from the second one, but yeah. I, I do remember that black that black thought joint from the first one. Yeah, that's a good pick too. That's a good pick too. All right. So, man, y'all, it is that time of year again, man. I can't believe it. Twenty twenty three flew by. Um, this is the annual episode where we lay out our top ten or more. Uh, hip-hop albums of the year 2023 was an odd year man because you didn't get releases from a lot of the major big names in hip-hop we didn't get anything from cole we didn't get anything from kendrick we didn't get anything from jay we didn't get anything from kanye of for better or for worse with with kanye's case so this year man cats had to do a little digging I take it for 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 to compile their best of list. I'm glad you said that. It's it's I, I'm hearing that a lot though. I've been the the sentiments you expressed last week, Brian. I, I've heard that a lot. I I it's funny, man. It's like ever since I started doing this podcast, I was under the impression it's like, man, it's just not a lot of good music coming out, you know. And but then as I like started paying more attention to to try to compile lists. It became it got to the point where i was like oh man i have a hard time like narrow narrowing it down to just 10 because yeah. a lot of times i would get end up with like 15 20 albums i felt were like must hear and this man this year is no different i actually got 20 albums i wanted to highlight and oh, so uh, I, i'm the exact opposite no but continue yeah it's it's weird it's weird because i don't know if it's the algorithms it's just feeding me stuff that like Based on what I'm already listening to, that it knows I like, you know, I don't. It's it's weird. It's weird. But I hear a lot of cats our age say, like, man, like it's just not a lot of good stuff coming out. Like last year was a little different. Last year, 2022 and 2020, it was it was it was tons of good albums. But this year was a little one of those years where you you might have had to dig a little deeper. But I will give the floor to you all. What were you all's top ten albums? You know what? I'll, I'll swing it over to Vince first. Did you did you have a list? Did you have them ranked? I I got a list, but I, I don't have it ranked. I mean, I it's hard to say top ten, but I know it's some that I, I like to mention because, like, sometimes, man, I'm like a I'm captive of the moment, and uh, man, it, it's been so much music that comes out. I'll get lost as to when the album came out, you know? Like, yeah, mm-hmm. there was some albums I looked at, I'm like, oh, this didn't even come out this year. <laughs> you know? Ah, yeah, yeah. So it's like, I'm, you know, I get caught up with that. But like, um, it's a lot of albums that we didn't talk about that um, I actually enjoyed. All right, let's get into it then. Hey, hey, and people, feel free to talk crap about people's, our picks. <laughs> if y'all disagree with anything we got on our list, feel I free to appreciate the permission. I'm, I'm gonna just tell you right now. Yeah, feel free. It makes it makes for a better show. <laughs> it's not in any particular order, but that Danny Brown Quaranta. I actually enjoyed that man. He got. Have did y'all hear that McKinley Dixon beloved Paradise Jazz? I heard half of it. I I I'm, I'm, I want to get. I want to spend more time with that album because his last album was phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, and and I just I have not got a chance to listen to it all the way through. I I listened to maybe like the first three tracks, but I just I didn't have time for it. 
Yeah, I like it. Well, I literally it's, it's just found out about it. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. Did y'all check out that live at Electric Lady? Denzel no. Curry? I didn't no, know what that was. Yeah. I'm, check I'm it sleeping. out. Check it out. It's, man, it's a lot of there's a lot of music that came out, man. Yeah, check that out. Gotta mention uh gotta mention the JPEG Mafia and Danny Brown <laughs> scaring the three oh fours. Like I, I talk about it and I make jokes about it, but yeah, I actually like it, man. <laughs> I told you it's a good album, man. It's a yeah, good I, album. I had it to wait because I was I was never I was never actually gonna say I liked it <laughs> until now. But like, yeah, I I enjoyed it, man. Uh, <laughs> it definitely has to grow on you though. Well, yeah, it's, 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 you know, sometimes shock value, once it wears off, you know, you can start enjoying, enjoying things. Um, did y'all hear that, that the patience and Mick Jenkins? I did. What you think about it? It's on my list. Hey, hey, check it out, man. Check it out. I, I, Nas Magic 2. Okay got that um that rome streets what is it uh wasn't made in a day oh wasn't built in a day wasn't built wasn't in built a day, in a day? Yeah. yeah yeah definitely that that y'all gotta check that one out he got a new one that he just dropped too i haven't gotten i haven't gotten to it yet um, yeah noise candy five yeah it dropped a couple months ago i haven't i haven't i haven't heard it what else we got here i know i got a couple more of course, the mind of a saint, like that, that is a masterpiece. That's oh, the sky, the sky zoo. Yeah. And you see, I got the avatar. Yeah, that is a masterpiece. Michael, the Killer Mike, that Killer Mike album. Um, I feel like that's gonna be on everybody's list. Probably, Absolutely. probably starting at. I mean, after you know, five and up is probably gonna be on everybody's list. That's my oh. assumption. Okay. Well. It was alright. <laughs> uh, the Great Escape, that Larry June. Mm. Albums. Yeah, that was that was my that. summer album right there. Yeah, Larry it's June. Time. Larry June. Larry June changed his um changed his trajectory this year with that man. I think his name he he's been he's been spoken about now because I, I mean I've heard his name before, but not as much as I've heard it since he dropped that out. Like. It's, uh, he's on the radar, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Hey, um, even though I'm gonna say the Andre 3000 just because, <laughs> just because. <laughs> <laughs> Blue hop, blue hop, same thing. Blue hop. Yeah, and um, that uh, I I ended at this because I know everybody got some other ones and they're gonna be you know interesting to talk about. I love that Kate Tramane. Oh yeah, yeah. I enjoyed that man. Yeah, it I was the it was the collab it. album between K Trinata and and Anime. Is, is that how you say Anime, his name? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I heard that was a good album, man. Like, like, speak on that for a little bit. What's it? What's it sound like? Um, it it's just it. He it's just they they both are eccentric, man. With the way that they, you know, they the way K Trinata crafts his music, he has his own. He has his own sound, but then he has his own sound within a sound, if that makes sense. Cause you know, 
like if, if that makes if that makes sense because like nobody can make music the way he makes it it's, it would be hard to copy his style because he just has a um a, a genuine way of of crafting music and then Amine has his own eccentric way of making you know of rapping you put them together and you get a very get a very odd sounding um hip-hop sound it's like it's more like house hop that makes any sense mm-hmm. um <laughs> and you know i love house music and i love hip-hop blend them two together and with the right people and you'll have something great and i think that's what this was okay all right I would tell anybody i tell anybody that anybody to check it out if they want to um if they want to hear something that's like upbeat and fun you know because hip-hop isn't always fun but this this album is this fun hip-hop okay all right all right so your top 10 you had uh you had danny brown with coranta you had mckinley dixon what's the name of the album again love desire jazz is that's what it's what it's called beloved paradise jazz love paradise jazz you had JPEG Mafia and Danny Brown scaring the holes. You had Mick Jenkins, The Patience. You had Nas yeah. Magic 2. You had Rome yeah. Streets Wasn't mm-hmm. Built in a Day. You had Sky Zoo, The Mind of a Saint. You had Killer Mike, Michael. You had The Great Escape by Larry June and the Alchemist. And you had Katronime, Katronana and Anime. Oh, real quick, you like not you liked Magic 2 more than Magic 3? Um Yeah, I did. I did. I think Magic Three was a nice swan song, but yeah, I like Magic Two better. Magic, you you like Magic Three better than Magic Two? I do. Yes. I do. Yes. Well, that's that then. <laughs> I mean, I, mean hey, I, I respect. I respect the list, man. I respect the list. This is a solid list, man. Like you have, man. You have four albums on here. I did not expect you to have. Well, I mean, five. I didn't. I did not expect you to like the Quaranta that much. I didn't expect you to like scaring the holes that much. I didn't expect you to to have. I didn't expect you to have Larry June on here, and I didn't even know you was a a Catronada fan. Oh man, I love me some Catronada. But see, I'm. I guess we don't because we we don't delve into other genres of uh, music on this podcast. So, you know, I guess you wouldn't necessarily know. But yeah, I love me some house. I love me some Catronada. I love music, period. And um, when it comes to hip hop, it's so many, it's so many, um, it's so many subgenres and, and, and different ways to create in this genre that, you know, some, you know, like I, I may not talk about Danny Brown a lot, but I mean, man, been around for so long. Like you can't help but know about him. Um, when you hear his name, you kind of know it's going to be some edgy stuff. But like, if you're in the mood to listen to that, like, but then that Quaranta, it wasn't, that's not what that was about. He was, he was really more, the content was so much more mature and in the sense of like him being older and well, you know, scaring the holes is just, that's what it was. <laughs> it is what it is. Right. So like he was, he was challenging something different. I, now I would have never thought I would have Danny Brown on two different albums in one year, but I mean 
that's just kind of how this year turned out. It's a lot of good albums this year, but um, some of them, they may have started off with some steam, but then just faded away as uh, as the years go, went, as the year went by or as other albums popped up. So I just go off of what I, I find myself listening to more or like when you, you have a playlist and it's randomized, what what um what songs spike your you know you, you spike spike the heart rate so to speak when you hear them especially when you just like randomize it mm-hmm. and I was it's it's funny it's funny what songs piqued my interest when I as soon as I hear it like off of you know like it just randomly um, creating itself while it's playing and it was like man I was really I was really like eager to hear some scaring the hoes music and some and Larry June <laughs> pop up. I'm like, oh yes, it's time, you know. Uh, the whole music is crazy. <laughs> like it was, you know, you know what I'm saying. So it's like a lot of times. That's how. That's how I. Uh, I look through the album. You know, as far as deciding what's the good albums too. It's like you put that stuff in your playlist, and then, like I said, it's random. You kind of get happy to hear certain songs instantly when they pop up. And it's like, man, I found my I found myself just really enjoying it, enjoying those albums more like that. So like it it is what it is. So out of these ten albums, Vince, give me which 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 three would be your top three. So you gotta check out that make that Mick Jenkins. It's it's a must. The Mick Jenkins, the Michael, that uh, that Mick Jenkins, the patient. Michael. And yeah, Michael and that Larry June. Okay, okay, those are your top three. Okay, yeah. Killer, Killer Mike's Michael, McJenkins, The Patience, and Larry June, The Great Escape. Those are your top three. Okay, not a bad, not a bad three, I must say. Very strong. Okay, all right, Ryan, I will swing it over to you. Do you have ten albums from twenty twenty three? you feel are actually worth checking out i absolutely do not (laughs) (laughs) so it is weird because i guess as i've gotten older the way i judge music if i can if there are at least one to, to three songs that i can not just add to my playlist but actually download then like then that the album was good to me right and um I think Killer Mike is the only one. I think I have like like six or seven songs downloaded off that album. Uh, Nas Magic was was garbage. I, I don't I don't know. Uh, I haven't liked the Nas album though in years. So um, whoa! So none of these yeah. new King's Diseases and nope. Oh, really? Wow. So you, I, you I, know I the one like of these. I don't like nothing post nineteen ninety eight cats, huh? <laughs> not 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 necessarily, but a little bit. Uh, mm, mm-hmm. th- there's a part of me that be looking for that nostalgia, just a little bit, but it's not like, oh, he got to sound like the old. I, I don't, that's that's not what I'm saying at all. Unless we talking about Eminem, totally different discussion. He needs to sound like the old M because new M has been at trash for, for quite some hey, time. Hey Brian, yes, Brian, what yes. what what year were you born in? 86. Are you oh, too man. young to be that old? 
I'm too young to be that old. I'm gonna figure you out one day, man. I I, I can't make, wait to meet you in person, man. <laughs> no, you you understand. You understand. Uh, so yeah, like so, and I think most of the problem is I just don't be accepting new music. That's that's a personal issue. I listen to almost exclusively old music, like almost exclusively. Like I don't listen to anything new. So a lot of the albums I haven't even heard this year. I don't think I've I've listened to maybe six or seven new albums this year, like the entire year. And like two of them were like this month. So like five previous to this. Like like I I don't listen to new music, and it's not that. I heard you mention earlier about the algorithm probably be kicking you music. Not only does the algorithm fail me, but all my friends fail me too. They send me the worst of the worst <laughs> music. And um, uh, all my album recommendations come from other people. I, I actually can't wait to get into <laughs> the conversation about uh, 2000 BC versus uh, Raz Cass's album, um, Reassassination. I can't wait to talk about that. Oh yeah, that's that's gonna be a good discussion. We we had a spirited tech text message uh chat back and forth a little early in the day uh about this particular face off. So yeah, I, I was I was at work otherwise I was gonna get involved. Don't even say <laughs> nothing. I, I <laughs> somebody I, I mean I ain't gonna I ain't gonna I ain't gonna spoil too much of it. I'll just say that uh I was laughing because there were some heated opinions, but I'm like Nigga, you ain't gonna get on the show anyway. I don't care what you think. Oh. <laughs> right, right, right. Get right. on and talk about it, or don't. <laughs> I hear that. I hear that. Respectfully. Yeah. Right, right, right. Respectfully. Hey, hey, hey you, hey, hey, Jamil, you hit it right on the head, man. <laughs> <laughs> you hit it right on the head, man. Oh, that's funny. You're going to have some solid uh, recommendations with 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 this with with our list, uh, Brian. Um, I know you did speak. You did speak on the Killer Mike. Is yes. would you would you say that that's the most impressive album you had heard this year? Absolutely, but not not just this year, but in in quite a few years. It's a really solid album. I can literally let that album play even with the the Dave Chappelle talking for like nine hours on that one song. I can listen to the whole album front to back and only be annoyed a little bit. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I actually like the Dave Chappelle uh, monologue. I do too, but when I really it's a nice, it's a nice little song, primer. Yes. But only if, like the first three or four times, yes. Not like the tenth time and I'm like, <laughs> I really want to hear this song like I need you to shut up, Dave, just this once. Like, it's not even comedy. Like, it's just you talking. Like, I need you to just chill, put the cigarette out, lay it down, bro. Just got to fast forward. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Understood. Understood. All right. I'll swing it over to Jamil, man. You got 10 albums for us that you felt were the most impressive hip-hop releases of 2023. I do. Um, and I have one honorable mention just because I, I, I didn't listen to the album, but I think this uh, album title is incredible. So I kind of want to listen to it. <laughs> okay. It's, uh, cannabis self-licking ice cream cone. 
this is this is a real album. This is a real album. <laughs> Wait, so when did now, it come out? This year, like earlier in the summer, I believe. So I'm like, hey, I think I want to check for this one. Oh, I didn't hear that. I usually hear all of this stuff. You said okay. it's called self licking ice cream cone. Self licking ice cream cone. And you like heard this album? Like it, I did not hear the album. I just saw the title, and I was oh. like, I, I, I would like to listen to it. That sounds like it would I be a cool title. Catch all his releases. I, I got like this, like. He got like two joint albums with this. I can't remember. But anyway, um, I, I haven't. I don't know why I haven't heard about this self-looking. I gotta search. Wait a minute. So you hey. are up on all the cannabis releases, but you didn't like none of these new Nas albums. No, but I didn't. <laughs> I, I didn't like any of the new cannabis albums either. <laughs> but you keep seeking them out. <laughs> I just wanted to be clear. Because I'm a cannabis fan, so like, Fair I'm gonna enough. listen at least once. Like, I'm I'm gonna listen to what you got to say, and then you know, sometimes the songs are terrible, but the bars are good. I would say ninety percent of the time, that's the case with him. He's a he's a, a fantastic lyricist who just he just don't make good songs. He's like the Cassidy of his generation, absolutely. Yeah, right. I'm, feel, I'm feeling the album cover. You know what I'm saying? I just haven't seen this before. Yeah, so that, that'd be my honorable mention just because of the title. At number ten, I got Con- Conway. Won't he do it? Mm. Um, mm. I love when rap artists sample gospel music. It's just it, it's always an interesting sound to me. Uh, plus, it's Griselda, so I mean it's obligatory that you have at least one on 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 the list. Mm. Uh. In that same I love, I love I that get... track. I love that track, Monogram. Man, he is unapologetic, man, with, 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 <laughs> with what he wants to do in the game. Man. Yeah, Everybody yeah. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't put some. I didn't put any Brazil on mine because I knew somebody was. So I wanted to. It, yeah, it was definitely gonna be there. Yeah. Well, you had some. You had one, which is which is my next one. Rome Streets wasn't built in a day. That's your number nine. Oh, yeah, I, so I, I got to I got to remember not that he is part of Griselda. I'm not saying that I forgot, but I only think of the the, the main three. You know, I for the most yeah. part. I got number eight, Magic Two. Um, really? Number seven. Yeah. Not Magic yeah, Three. Right. That's two not in the row. Magic, not Magic Three at number eight. Uh, I got uh, Danny Brown and JPEG Mafia scaring hoes. And number seven. <laughs> yeah, I both got this. Um, <laughs> definitely, it definitely took some some growing for me for that one because I remember when I first heard it, I was not feeling it at all. It was just too noisy. But it, I was feeling one, it on the first listen, man. Once I once I got it, though, I was like, I could I can mess with this. Number six, definitely prison a moment. I I fully admit that. Um, it's artificial intelligence. It's our face. Mm. Okay. Start talking all that all that comic book stuff, and it was right up my alley. Yeah, um, that was a surprisingly good album. It, yeah, I, I don't know that I would say surprisingly, but it was a, it was a really good album, um, despite its shortcomings with choice of collaborators. But That's dude, a, even even the Logic track and the Nims track, the Logic track was a very self aware track, and I appreciated that. 
plus inspector deck just took it and just ran with it Agreed. the nims the nims track the beat just fit his flow very well so yeah I man. Like that nigga. yeah i don't like that nigga either i mean i don't <laughs> i don't i don't hate him i hate i hate things about him but yeah, like no me. he he he's not the worst you know what i'm saying there's way worse rappers out there I would agree with that. Like as a as a rapper, he's not bad. It's just, his old Steve annoys me. Like he's the type of nigga I would like to fight. <laughs> <laughs> Very specific, sir. Yes. <laughs> uh, number five, I got uh, the Great Escape, Larry June. Uh, I think everybody pretty much is gonna have that one on the list. It was just the perfect summertime album. We spent quite a bit of time talking about it um, during that time of the year. I don't know my, what. Which, um, much more can be said about it um, if y'all have not listened to it y'all tripping uh, you need to go ahead and do that in about six months don't listen to it now it's not gonna feel the same yeah pop it yeah, in like May or June yeah okay. it's okay. definitely a summertime album okay I mean it's good it's good whenever but it's, it's definitely like made for summer okay uh, that makes sense number four I got uh, Black Thought Glorious Game Understood. I mean, it's just it is a it is a must must do, and it speaks to the quality of the remaining albums that you know you got three albums, in my humble opinion, that were better than than what Black Thought put out because he's you know he, he's that dude still. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, coming in number three, I got Magic Three Nas. Mm. Mm. Um. Two, I got Danny Brown, Quaranta, which I didn't realize how much I would enjoy that album. That one. Wow, you I, got Danny Brown number two. Okay. Number two, it was that was a really really good album to the point that that could be that could be a number one album in other years. But that Michael man, I got Michael number one. That one, you know, I'd be trying not to be prisoner at the moment. So when it first came out and, and people was talking about album of the year stuff, I'm like, eh, eh, I'm fighting it. But I felt that way on the first listen. It, it has held up. Like it was just a, a, a incredible piece of work, and just I I was listening to him talk about it recently, and he's pandering for a Grammy for sure. For sure, you think so? I think so. I think so because I mean that's basically, and maybe it was just answering the question I was asked. But he was saying, you know, I could take this album and he started naming different rappers of different demos and ages. He was like, you know, I could play it for 21 Savage or play it for Jay or uh, Push T or uh, Young Thug. And he was like, and each one of them are gonna take something from it and, and feel it in a very personal way. He's like, you know, this is an album that, that reaches people deeply and even if you're not necessarily a street person, like you're gonna take something from it. Everybody understands loss. Everybody understands addiction. Even if you haven't yourself suffered with it, you've seen it. Yeah. You may not have lost your parent, but you know the preciousness of that relationship. So even if you still have your parents, like you can feel where he's coming from with that. I'm yeah. Like, yeah, I get it. I get it. It was it was one for for everybody. Yeah, I, I I enjoyed it thoroughly, man. Like, I don't think he's necessarily pandering for a Grammy. I think he just 
this album was like almost therapeutic for him man like oh i didn't mean the album itself was pandering my bad i, I wasn't clear i meant um the conversation around the album oh okay okay yeah no, I, it's, think the, it's, I think the album was definitely therapeutic for him yeah it felt like the album he needed to make at this stage in his life you know after mm-hmm. You know the the success of Run the Jewels and the smoke kind of clearing with that a little bit, and then him mm-hmm. losing his mother. You know, like it just felt like it felt like he had some things to get off his chest. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and the deep Southern influences and the, and the gospel influences, it all meshes perfectly, man. Like it just yeah, it just meshes perfectly. It is it is a grown man rap album you know what i'm saying absolutely absolutely um, yeah yeah this is this is an interesting list i did not expect you to have magic 2 on here magic 2 was so forgettable for me man like y'all tripping maybe i need to go back and re-listen to it again because it's like i remember listening to magic 3 like okay he he's rewrited the ship so he's correct the course I'm I'm surprised you had Quaranza so high. I'm surprised you had that me, in the Me too. Um, I'm surprised artificial intelligence broke into your top ten. I'm fully admitting that that's prisoner of the moment because that was probably the last project I listened to, but it 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 hit me like immediately, and I didn't want to put it on the list just because of Logic and Nims. Like I <laughs> specifically did not listen to it for a while because of that. But yeah, that went that went not only cracked it but it got up there okay yeah yeah the um i'm shocked that you didn't have the l's eye on here i have thoughts um i might have to sit with that one a little bit more because i like l's eye and i usually like oh no this one didn't move me like i thought it would like it was some parts to it that i really really like but Overall, I was like, eh. Okay, understood, understood. Which, which definitely surprised me. Um, I felt myself listening to it. I was like, yo, I need whoever is doing Elzai's budget to increase it so maybe we can get Mad Lib instead. Ooh, okay. <laughs> you know, no shade to, you know, actually all the shade to, oh no, for this one. I, it, yeah, it just didn't, it didn't really work for me like I thought it would. Okay, understood, understood. All right, so <clears throat> solid list, man. Number ten, you had Conway's "Won't He Do It." Number nine, you had "Rome Streets Wasn't Built in a Day." Number eight, you had "Magic 2 by Nas. Number seven, you had "JPEG Mafia" and Danny Brown scaring the hoes. Number six, you had "Zarface" with Artificial Intelligence. Number five, you had uh, Larry June and Alchemist Great Escape. Number four, Black Thought Glorious Game. Number three, Nas with Magic 3. Number two, Danny Brown, Quaranta. And number one, Killer Mike with Michael. Uh, oh, side note, Brian, have you ever listened to Zarface? I have not. Okay, they're a super group. Like, it's, a, it's 7L and Esoteric combined with Inspector Deck. But oh. they got like, man, they probably got like a good nine albums. But one of their albums is a collaboration. No, I, no, I take that back. Two of their albums is a collaboration mm-hmm. with MF Doom and Doom. one is a, is a collaboration oh, yeah. with uh yeah with Ghostface Killer. Oh. Yeah, I yeah, they, to that. Yeah, you will like them. They they right up your alley, man. Like 
nice nice hardcore like retro old school beats man like yeah they they knock okay for sure all Check right man for myself uh man surprise and no surprise i got more than 10 albums y'all so bear with me <laughs> <laughs> I actually surprisingly man I actually have 20 albums I feel are worth checking out this year um I'll, I'll go oh, through yeah. them as, as as quickly as, as possible and try to try to give them their fair uh their, their, their just praises and number 20 I got no name with sundial probably the most impressive no name album I've heard to date um I really dug the the guest appearances she used on here too with common and Jay electronica her style is very, you know, soft-spoken and kind of like you could tell she's part of the like the poetry slash spoken word circuit. But it's some it's some good cuts on here. I, I think I think the themes she visited on this album were very dope, you know, and very relatable to black women and, and black struggles. Uh, number nineteen, I got Nick Grant with Sunday Dinner. Um, I really really wanted this album to be higher, but. The production for me was a little lacking. It was a little, the production was almost a little too chill. But Nick Grant's, Nick Grant's lyricism to me just uplifts any project. You know, um, his double entendres, his triple entendres is like, dude is a masterclass lyricist. All right, number 18, I got Damo Genesis and The Alchemist with No Idols. Came out earlier in this year, didn't get a whole lot of attention, but this album knocks, man. Like, in my opinion, I think Damo is better than Earl Sweatshirt, to be honest. You know, I think he, I think his flow meshes a little better with Alchemist's sound a little bit. So I thought that that album was an enjoyable listen. And number 17, I got Arm & Hammer, We Buy Diabetic Test Strips. If you know, you know, very left field hip hop, but, but if you went to that, very enjoyable. Number 16, I got Billy Woods and Kenny Siegel with Maps. This is an album I had on constant rotation when it came out uh, earlier this year. Billy Woods is an acquired taste, you know what I'm saying? So not everybody, casual rap fans will not enjoy this, just, just as a disclaimer. But man, it's got some stellar guest appearances. Danny Brown's on this album. He appears on this album too. Uh, Shrapnel appears on it. It's dope, man. It's, it's a dope, dope project if you're into that. Um, number 15, I got West Side Gun. And then you pray for me. I enjoyed this album, man. I enjoyed this album. Like, West Side Gun continues his streak. I didn't know how I was going to feel about it because I was hearing that he was, you know, experimenting a lot with a lot of trap beats. But once I actually got into the project, I'm like, yeah, this ain't that bad. And it's still... Even though he he threw some trap beats on there, he still gave you a heavy dose of what we've come to expect from him, which is like those very dusty, sample-heavy boom bap retro sounding beats, and raps about cocaine, man. Like like who <laughs> who, who don't want to listen to that? <laughs> oh man, cocaine rap. Wanna, All right. Who don't want to listen to listen to music about selling drugs to the community? You know. Well, Black um, Dynamite. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I, I had a good time with, and then you pray for me. I got to be honest. I had a good time with that. With the album. Number fourteen. I got Blue and Real Bad Man with Bad News. This would have been higher on my list had the project been a little longer. But it's it's only eight songs, but it's fire. It's front. It's it's start to finish fire. 
it's got a guest appearance, a shocking guest appearance from CL Smooth. That we do, he just steals the show, bro. He just steals the show. But Blue was on here doing his thing. He's in, you know, he, he's in his pocket. He's in his bag. So whenever Blue is actually in his bag, like the results are always nice. You know what I'm saying? And undeniable. Number 13, I got Blockhead with the Aux. I did not expect to like this album this much. Like, again, it's some left field hip hop stuff, but like, if you're into it, you're into it. And like, every track just brings something different, man. Like, and it's just banger after banger after banger. I wish I could have spent a little bit more time with it. Might have ended up higher on my list. Number 12. Now, 12 and 11 could have easily gotten into my top 10 because I felt these albums were, were that strong. Number 12, I got Elzai and Ono with Heavy Vibrato. I thought Elzai was in his bag on this one. I got to be honest. Like, the track Bishop, where he's rapping from the standpoint of Bishop from Juice. That was cold. Oh, that's dope. That's dope. Like, amazing conceptual track. Uh, Trick, as soon as it comes on with Trick Dice, I'm like, yo, I'm I'm in. You know, and then the, the final track, Last Nerve, where he's rapping about all the stuff that annoys him. Very brief listen, but it's worth it's worth this album is worth listening to it's worth checking out to be, be perfectly honest with you i feel what you were saying jamil about some of the production i do think oh no dropped the ball on a couple of tracks but overall yeah. i like what i got overall Fair i like enough. what i got all right number 11 i got Zarface. it's artificial intelligence if i spin it if this album did not come out in december it probably would have ended up in my top 10 it is just that dope I think there's maybe only like one one skippable on the whole track. I mean, on the whole project. Which um, one? The second song. I can't remember the name of it. Blast off. Blast off was the track I didn't care for. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that was a track I didn't care for. But everything else on here is a keeper, man. Like I was honestly shocked at how good it was. Oh man, helicopter with Godfather Don and Cool Keith was dope. Live from Carnegie Hall. Uh, together cool. oh the track marvel at that road trip where he's naming off all the marvel characters in alphabetical order like i love that one that is that was dope and then track I, um mama's basement where he's like yeah he's, talking about <laughs> yeah, he's phone, like man. he's like hinting around some deeper stuff toward the toward the end of the track between as far as his relationship with him and his mom but like you this track starts off very innocent but then like mm -hmm. He starts getting to some deeper stuff, and I'm like, "Oh man, he's 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 touching on some 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 deeper Real issues." Here. stuff, yeah, yeah, you know. But yeah, I was very impressed with his artificial intelligence, man. Like, this is one of one of my favorite Zarface projects, to be quite honest. Um, to date. <clears throat> All right, now we get into the top ten. All right, this is the creme de la creme uh, of 2023. So number ten, I got Rome Streets with "Wasn't Built in a Day." Man, this album is front to back fire, man. Shout out to Big Ghost, who did all the production on this album. But also, he produced Shay Noir's EP this year that came out. That was also fire. Yeah, Rome Streets wasn't built in a day. Just great, gritty street raps. You know, raps about selling drugs to the community. You know, just, just very impressive, man. Like, Rome Streets just... He's one of those dudes. It's like, he, he can't miss right now. Uh, number nine, I got Larry June and Alchemist, The Great Escape. 
y'all have already spoken on this album and you know it's it's you know good points number eight i got mickey diamond with oroku saki great great album man like great project i love the whole shredder theme that he went with he's clearly influenced by mf doom dude and dude dude's a dope lyricist man he's got a dope voice he's got a good ear for for dope production and he he executed the conceptual tracks pretty well so man please please check out mickey diamond oroku saki um number seven i got mick jenkins patience oh uh, man i was i was kind of sleeping on this dude man like he really really impressed me with this album like it's some it's some good cuts on here that definitely have earned their way into my permanent rotation. The numbers was, that was a crazy album, wasn't it? It was, man. It was, and it was very Chicago too. I got to give it that too. Yeah, exactly. It was very Chicago. He's sneaky. He's sneaky with his style too. It's a real sneaky style. The way he he like slides in those entendres and stuff. You can tell he does spoken word. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But he does it well, man. He he's he's fiery with his delivery too it's not like it's not like that boring spoken word yeah. so yeah man I, I i f's with it all right number six i got danny brown with coranza like i said before add that one every single one of y'all to name that one so let me just go here oh you yeah. think you're talking i'm looking for it right now man oh yeah oh yeah yeah coranza was dope man it's it's so funny to get a grown man rap album from danny brown because he's such a all his other projects are just very irreverent and out there and for lack of a better word almost like silly i mean well i don't know i wouldn't call a Troxy exhibition silly it's like man bro it's like going weird. on an acid trip though like Mm-hmm. But but I enjoy it for what it was for what for for the intents of the album I enjoyed it for what it was but Coranza man this is a different Danny Brown this is a more mature Danny Brown he still gives you some of that irreverent style on tracks like um, Tantor you know what I'm saying I got a I got a Mexican homie named Chinese Mike Chinese you know Mike I mean? <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> Um, he gives you, he, you know, he, he gets into that bag on like Tantor and Dark Sword Angel, and but a, a little bit on Jan's terrific vacation too. Love it's, that. I love that that track because he's rapping about gentrification, but he's doing it in his silly rap voice, and it's just like, man, like I, I love that track. I love that track. Celibate. Oh man, was, celibate. Ain't my concern. Like. Like he outdid himself on Coronado. All right, number five, I have Black Thought, Gloria's Game. Mm-hmm. Um, there was there was no way this was not going to end up on my list. Man, very picturesque flows on here. Man, I love how his lyrics mesh with El Michael's affair. Like they're very dope, kind of like hip hop band. It's like I kind of joked around. I said he traded in the roots for a better band. And to be quite honest mm. with you, <laughs> and gave us a dope project. Like, I mean, I didn't expect it to be bad, but this is this this album withstands the test of time. I was bumping it recently this week to see where I was going to put it on my list, and like, yeah, it holds up, man. It holds up. Number four, I got Ransom with Director's Cut Four. 
Nicholas Craven snapped on the production on this album, bro. Like, man, didn't he? I, I should have mentioned that one too. I forgot to put that one on my list. Yeah, Director's Cut 4, man. It's got conceptual tracks, it's got battle rhymes, it's got it's got everything you want. And it's it's a nice slim 10 tracks, but it's got some of the most soulful production. This is one of the best produced albums um on the list man um and it's just it's just bars and beats man it's just bars and beats um can't go wrong no you can't man you can't and, and like i said it's the perfect length it, it's not it's not long enough to get whack you know what i'm saying it's not it doesn't you're not listening to it in 50 minutes you in you're like oh man he's still rapping like it's a it's a nice concise project you know what i'm saying like you he gets in and he gets out and and mm-hmm. he makes it count man he really makes it count at number three i have jpeg mafia and danny brown with scaring the holes um like i said this was one of the most entertaining albums i listened to all year i kept revisiting it kept revisiting it it popped up on my spotify wrapped uh the report you know what i'm saying as mm-hmm. one of the most listened to albums and 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 songs standout track is to me is god loves you yeah great filthy bars man it's a filthy good time man this album's a filthy good time so yeah number three scaring the holes number two i got killer mike with michael um mm-hmm. y'all have already touched on this album it is a phenomenal listen i i'm i'm, I'm feeling it man i'm feeling it beginning to end like we got us an Andre, a nice solid Andre feature. We got some emotional depth out of out of him. You know, we got him kind of talking back and talking crap to his his critics. You know what I'm saying about how he kind of moves politically and in the streets and stuff like that. But it never came off as dogmatic to me or preachy. Yeah, and it's just it's just good music, man. It's just good music. Yeah, number two. Yeah, I got Michael by Killer Mike, and then number one, I got Sky Zoo with Mind of a Saint. To to rap from the standpoint of Franklin Saint from Snowfall, and to do it and to execute it perfectly, track after track after track, and it's it's almost as if, man, I don't want to get nothing away. Appreciate it. <laughs> that's the only reason I haven't listened to it yet. Yeah, man. Ah, uh, you doing yourself a disservice. A huge one, Brian. You watch Snowfall? I do not watch Snowfall. I've heard uh, everything about it. Uh, I have to forget all. I just started watching Game of Thrones two weeks ago because I heard the whole story. Now I have. I had to forget it all. Now I can watch it. So that's <laughs> why Snowfall. Okay. Okay. For sure. All right. I don't want to give too much away, but it's like. Yeah, imagine if Franklin Saint had was writing raps in his spare time. You know what I'm saying? That's what this album is. And he executed it perfectly. And the the production is is just tight, man. Like the yeah, other guys, yeah. I've been a fan of them for years, but this is probably one of their best their, their, their best projects to date. Um I was impressed from beginning to end with this album and it's it's so funny man because when Sky Zoo first kind of came out I wasn't a fan of him. And I know what you mean. I remember I that. You mean. Remember that for for a long time actually. Yeah, I kind of I kind of I kind of 
threw him in this bucket as just a boring underground rapper you know what i'm saying and that was in large part due to a lot of his production choices but like I, the last couple of sky zoo projects man he has really impressed me and i feel this album is like the most impressive project of 2023 to be perfectly honest like i didn't know if anything was going to dethrone uh michael but like as i started revisiting these projects i was like oh yeah i, I forgot about this about this album and the, the 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 nice part about the album is that if you have not seen snowfall it really doesn't give anything away no oh, not really? in any oh. not, yeah not in any way where it's like it's it doesn't it's not a spoiler it, it's not a spoiler of an album it's just it just rounds out the story very well but it doesn't give away any any thematic elements of the album i mean of the show right plot wise yeah it, it gives you insight into certain characters and, and, and his character but like yeah if you haven't seen the show it won't spoil anything for you but seeing the show will enhance your enjoyment of the album most definitely yeah it, it might actually be cool to hear the album first then watch the show because then you start piecing together the characters like oh that's what he meant when he said this and said that and, oh yeah yeah you're right you're right um, so that is my list man that is my list i'm not going to go through all 20 i'll just recap the top 10 at 10 i got rome streets wasn't building a day nine larry june the great escape eight mickey diamond oroku saki seven mcjiggins the patience six danny brown quaranta five black dog glorious game four ransom director's cup four three Scaring the Holes, Volume 1, JPEG Mafia and Danny Brown. Two, Killer Mike Michael. And one, Sky Zoo, Mind of a Saint. So, um, real quick, I'm looking at the little notes I took when y'all were naming off y'all's albums. Does it, does it feel to you all that the best hip-hop projects that came out this year, it, it feels to me that the albums we mentioned, it, it, it seemed to be a really good year for grown man rap. Yeah. 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 And maybe it was just kind of skewed because of the audience, too. Because there was a lot of projects that came out. And, you know, maybe it just kind of came because of our personal taste that that's what seemed to be the theme on the list. You you would think so. But if you go if you go actually look at some of the, the lists on the Internet, very what we have is very comparable. Like. Every album that, that every album that was mentioned is on on those lists, but I think that's just because it's finally a true subgenre. Like grown man rap is truly a thing now. Um, yeah. Older guys are still getting their bars off, so to speak, and um, we don't necessarily certain certain people. I, I can't even say it's an age thing, but I think now that streaming is a thing. Nobody cares about the influence of the radio like that anymore. Like, no, none of these albums that were on here are radio heavily played, if any, you know? Yeah. So, so like, yeah, you got your Cardi B's, you got your Futures, you got your Drake's, but they are in a whole different lane where prestige meets a fine line of um, art. And we finally can have that differentiation where both can live and you know comfortably so mm -hmm. 
I think it's finally there in terms of where music is at and as far as like being able to create your own lane, your own fans and support system without the help of uh, record labels and, and uh, radio presence. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the, the piggy, to piggyback on what he just said, you know, I, I remember reading like this year, we haven't had a, a rap hip hop number one album or song at all. So, you know, that would, you know, one could come up with the assumption that maybe not even mainstream rap was it really dropped anything of any real quality for the masses right now. So, you know, it it, le- it leaves a lot of room for, you know, maybe some spotlight to be shown on, on something that's not just this uh, what they, they call it mumble rap now, but. Those things, the things, the music that's coming out now, just not doing well. Like not even the, if the if they can't get a number one at this point, and year after year, I think for like the last twenty five or thirty years or something, we've had a, a hip hop number one at least once throughout the year, album or song. You know, maybe it's time for people to start looking at other kinds of rap because even the rap that's coming out now, nobody's really consuming that rap. Right. Yeah. It's it's funny. I, I think I think as rap ages and the rappers age and the fans age, you're gonna see more and more of this this kind of music coming out. You know, fortunately, you know, you know, as far as hip hop not being number one, it's like dance hall has made huge inroads like worldwide, like as far as popularity. That's and true. you mean like Afrobeat? Or yeah, yeah, Afrobeat dance hall, whatever you want to call it, because you take a dude like Bad Bunny, like that dude is selling out stadiums, you know, on the regular. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, did he, did he just retire or something? Was that him? Or maybe I, I think it's somebody else. I have no idea. Maybe it might have been Daddy Yankee or something. Maybe, yeah, because he he been out for for a minute. But um, but yeah, like hip hop, hip hop. I mean, that's man. Dude, I, I'm I. That's a conversation we gonna have to revisit. Like, why hip hop? is not the number one genre anymore because in a in a weird way i feel like that's a good thing but i can also do like a post postmortem on why it is not number one anymore but that man that's a whole different discussion on a whole different night but we could we could uh, most we definitely could. have that discussion one night yeah yeah let's, let's do it one day yeah most yeah. definitely but yeah man like like i look at these albums that y'all mentioned Nas was was on y'all's list we all know he's a veteran you know what i'm saying veteran wordsmith Killer Mike, of course, we talked about his album. Danny Brown gave us a very mature album. Larry June, even like people don't think of Larry June in this vein, but like he is very much grown man rap. Yeah, yeah. Like when you listen to what some of the stuff he says, like he's putting his listeners on a lot of game. You know, you know he ain't one of these you know nah nah look at my watch type rappers. Like he's he's telling other people how to get it in too. Uh, which I, I've kind of always appreciated about him. What else? Who else was on this list? Uh, of course, Sky Zoo. Mick Jenkins gave us a very dope album. That was also mature. McKinley Dixon continues to do his thing. But yeah, like when I look at y'all's albums that y'all that y'all named here, Black Thought, of course. A lot, a lot of yeah, a lot of grown man rap on this list, man. Which you know is a good thing, man. I, I really, I really think that's a good thing. All right. Before we get into our album face off, real quick, Jamil, you had an unpopular opinion for us you wanted to share. Oh. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
my unpopular opinion is that Rick Ross is a cornball. Like, music <laughs> aside, just his his whole persona is is tinged with a little bit of sucker in him, man. Like, he's super cringy in these posts that I see him make all the time. Um, and maybe it, that's the intent, but I'm like, yo, this dude, for him to to be like boss and 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 you know this is how you live as 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 a rich rapper like just just corny man just corny <laughs> why why do you think that's unpopular opinion because <laughs> people people are people are fans of his hey i'm a fan of rick ross but i do understand that if he if he's like that when he wakes up in the morning and goes to sleep at night like dude it has to be exhausting to be around but to be around um so yeah. it has to be it has to be a facade it has to be an act um absolutely because he he, he too slew footed to be to be like that all the time <laughs> <laughs> oh man rick, rick like, ross rick ross to me i i Cornball is an interesting term. I, I would not have called him a cornball. I would have called him shallow. But cornball is a, is an interesting term. I actually got to meet him on a Zoom meeting for work because my company sells a, a liquor brand that you know he has part ownership in, and he was doing his big boss act in the meeting. He was smoking a big old joint. He was calling out people who had you know sold sold the product to it to a you know, a reasonable to a noteworthy degree and calling out people who he felt was bosses and whatnot. And he was, I will say this, he was very personable and friendly, but it did kind of feel like an act. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I, I, he probably adopted that character over, you know, a vast amount of time, you know, that that was the whole 50 Cent angle. You know, he went from CO to biggest drug dealer this side of Miami, you know, like it's weird. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like, think it's a, I, I say that to say I don't think it's that unpopular, Jamil. Yeah, it's not unpopular. It's we all agree enough. with that 100 <laughs> percent you, you just wanted feel, to say it. Seen. You just wanted to say it out loud, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, I yeah. definitely would. I would definitely say it. Uh yeah, I just I, I'm surprised. I'm surprised at the at the feedback of that one. All right. Well guess it wasn't that unpopular. I, uh, I, I mean, popular opinion. I think. What's that? I think Beanie Siegel was better than Jay Z. Mm. Hmm. In their primes, he was better than Jay Z. But when you take into account discography, legacy, you know what I'm saying, overall output, like Jay Z is to me oh. head and shoulders above Beanie. But like. Yeah, two thousand rap. We talking about both of them in the studio, both of them pen and pad or no pen. Neither one of them wrote. So both of them in the studio, bobbing their head to the beat, or, or whether it's freestyle or whatever it may be. Beanie Siegel is the better rapper. Let me just say that. I, I don't want to do accolades. We already know Jay Z gonna crush almost any other artist. But we talking about just rap skill, flow, talent, like making you feel what he's saying. Siegel was better than than Jay Z. Well, well, how how about how about this uh, uh, this analogy? Um, well, not even so much as an analogy. 
or maybe just an explanation of their styles. I think, I think in the in the micro he is, but in the macro, nah. Like in the in a in a small sample size, yes. But I think he's gonna he's gonna lose steam in the long run. I disagree with you there, sir. I, where, where, where would you I'm, so? Where would you say? Where would you say Benny Siegel's career fell short, and why? Uh, for the same reason, everybody at Rockefeller career fell short. It wasn't just him; it was all of state property. It was uh, Memph Bleak. It was uh, them a, niggas everybody. was all trash. But but they all <laughs> had excepting Freeway. Free, oh, bro, no, you can't. Because then we're gonna get on the Cassidy Freeway thing, and then it's gonna be a whole thing. And then we all know that he made his <laughs> head crack like sunflower seeds. That's just it's what it is. You know? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I hear what you're saying about Beanie. Um, you put both of them on a song together. Beanie always is better on the song. Like all the accolades and longevity, and you know his. The macro look, I get it. Yeah, he, he's a better artist. But when we talking about just straight rap, Beanie Siegel is better than Jay Z. That's that's yeah, not that's not that's not a stretch. That's not a stretch. You talking yeah, about yeah. you hearing both at the lunch table? Like we in high school, they both at the lunch table. You like that? This this Siegel dude is crazy. Like like Jay, he cool. You know, way after that big L dude from the other class. You know. But so, if you had two verses that you would use to make your case from both, what would be the verse that you would use? Ooh, that's like hard. Right, an uh, example. It, it shouldn't be that hard, then. Not so. If you listen to both of them on, uh, matter of fact, both songs they did two separate songs uh, that was like dedicated to their fathers, right? Mm-hmm. And on both songs, Seagull's verse, you can feel like you can feel the verse. Like, like there's no question. If you don't he feel my that daddy, verse, where have you been? Yes. Yeah. That's uh, one that's and two, two though. You talking about though? Okay. Yeah, but but it's but I'm saying on both like when I when I'm talking about Seagull on songs versus Jay Z, that's why I gave the whole the where well, you can see it. You know the they in the studio, they bobbing their heads to the music. Or you at the lunch table and they both spitting. Seagull is going to be better every time. Doesn't I, make him I, a better I, professional. Common thing for Jay Z, honestly, where he he often gets outshined by people. I kind of feel that because if you go back to the year 2000, 2001, you ask me, yo, who would you rather listen to on, on the bus, Benny Seagull or Jay Z? I was I would go with Benny Seagull a hundred percent of the time. Yes. Yeah. That's true. Now, Be- Benny has still made albums since he's since the Rockefeller debacle. What 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 are those albums' names? What are the titles of those albums? I don't remember off the top of my head. Right, okay. I'm not. I'm not. I can't. I'm not making an argument that Benny has a better yeah. discography. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. You can win that argument ten times over. That's that. You can have that. I'm saying they both in the studio. They both sitting together. They both like, hey, we got to make this song. Like, that's a whole different, once again, back at the lunch table. Like, you can see the talent. Like, the talent is different. That's why Jay get outshined on so many songs. His talent ain't really all that. Like, if you go back and listen for real, when he jumped on the remix to uh, Ha with Juvenile, Juvenile still cooked him. That's crazy, right? 
Exactly, because Jay Z ain't like he he's alright, but he's no sequel. Uh, you had it right there. He's all right, but he's not real. Come on. <laughs> right there. Right there. I'm not going to quote him. <laughs> Absolutely. Because I, 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 look, I can build on this unpopular opinion. I, Cam is way better than Jay-Z. Easily. All right. Now, you, now, now, you, now you've gone a bridge too far, sir. Yeah, computers, I don't know about that one. Putin. I get you beanie, but I don't know about that. I don't know about that. Cam, Putin, bro, Cam, Cam. I know that's what it, that everybody always brings up the computers, Putin, which is which I get. I get it. I get it. But Cam be saying some crazy stuff, and he got so many verses. I when I think about rap, I think about good verses. And if if I think your rapper will run out of good verses by the time the rapper I pick will run out, I feel like that's a loss. Hey, right? um, I had you. In, I, I mean, I I wasn't necessarily disagreeing with you, but yeah, don't say Cameron, please. Don't say him, please. <laughs> the man got he got too much tiny tiny. They get whiny. He got too much fluff. He got too much fluff. Well, um, he, he knew he knew how to bridge the gap between like rap and being popular. But if you listen to his albums when he was when he's just spitting, or even on his freestyle when he just spitting, you right, spits. you right. No, you right. But he ain't he ain't outshining Jay Z. Not well, not in my opinion. Now the beanie, I get what you're saying. You talk about the the lunchroom thing, yeah, because his style has more flair to it. That's but Jay Z has Jay Z has a more straightforward um, consistency to what he does. That, you keep that talking has to be about spoken about. His, what I his, think the, the issue with work he's done. I'm talking about just straight. No, rap. I'm talking about. I'm talking about his consistent flow. Like Beanie, Beanie has more of a. Uh, he has more of an expressive style that right. that lends to what to, that lends to your point. But right. um, that's. I don't think that's necessarily the whole story because Slick Rick has something going on that's similar to Jay Z. It's not. Wow. It's, it's a. It's, it's a. It's a different style. Then you got people that's more dynamic with their with their with their style and their delivery. I that um, they, compared they, Jay Z to Slick Rick. That catches your I attention. No, I'm talking about. Issue. I'm talking about the consistency in the way that in their style. It's a consistent way that they rap. That um, I get what you're saying with that. As far as their like whatever it is that insert rapper whether you're talking slick rick or jay-z like this is what you're going to get from them i get that i think that the one place where jay-z is probably deficient as a as an artist is artistry like this is a hustle and you can tell like he's a good rapper and he does it very well but a lot of his music just lacks soul like it, there's nothing there's nothing really behind it he giving you game and he giving you bars but it's rare, that, it's rare and even when when he's trying to give you soul like um, like you must love me it's, uh, i lost one lost one but even even that one was the soul that, came like, from chrisette michelle it didn't correct jay-z correct i was just gonna say that the soul tends to come from the production or the, yes or the uh the uh fellow artists the collaborators it doesn't tend to come from him the example that uh, Brian just gave us about saying. where have you been? Like Beans gave you soul in that one. And that's why I say it's the Tupac effect in that in that instance. Because Buddy was clearly 
like in tears doing that verse. Yeah, Clearly. absolutely. I get it. I get it. That's why that's why I said the macro micro thing. I think it's a reason why some stuff stands the test of time. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. in the in the like pound for pound, maybe. So like, yeah, that, that argument can be had, you know. I, I kinda like I, I, I do see what you're saying, Brian. I can't just be like, nah, you you ain't you ain't got a point. You got a you got a a, a strong point, actually. Yeah, but not one with Cameron. But <laughs> no, not with Killer Cam. No. Hey, but, I, I will, I will stand behind that one hundred percent. We can revisit that one. But Absolutely. Let's, let's, let's go ahead. Let's let's get into uh, our 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 next segment, our album face off uh, for the night uh, for the week, I should say. Uh, I decided to put two premier lyricists against each other. And both their sophomore albums against each other. So, in one corner, we have 2000 BC by Cannabis going up against Assassination by Raz Cass. Uh, 2000 BC, of course, was Cannabis's second LP, released July 18th, 2000, on Universal Records. It clocks in at 15 tracks and 55 minutes. Was produced by Chaos, Danny P, Ty Fife, Heatmakers, Juju, DJ Clue. Irv Gotti and Taiwan Green. And then in the other corner, Ras Ras Cass's Resassination. This was his second studio LP released September 22nd, 1998 on Priority Records. It clocks in at 18 tracks and 72 minutes and was produced by Easy Mo B, Flip, Toxic, Clev, Big Jazz, Stooby Doo, and 12. So a lot of a lot of no-name West Coast cats, I assume. Um, but man, um, let's get into it. Between these two albums, which one were y'all feeling more and why? All right, let me let me get into this early, man. <laughs> go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> I got <you. laughs> Let me go get ahead. into this early. Hey, so man, these albums do not age well. <laughs> man. <laughs> Man, they don't age well. I will say that. Uh, and then I discovered that cannabis has a lot of uh, no homo and Paul yes. statements in them, yes. like yeah, full yeah, of them. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. like, oh my goodness! Yeah. I don't see how I wasn't. It, that went right through my radar or when when I was that young listening to them. I listened to it now. I'm like, my goodness, man. Wow. <laughs> God, you, you can say you can you can <laughs> you can say stuff. You know. Okay, I'm not gonna repeat none of it, but you can say stuff like that back then. You can't, you can't say it now. No, nah, but you know nah. what it is. It's the, it's the severity and the way he chooses to allow himself to go, go down the rabbit hole. But it's like, my goodness, man, you could have stopped ten bars ago, <laughs> you know, and just segued into something else. But you, you choose to keep going down that same. Hey, it wasn't home. a thing. It wasn't a thing back then. Like, yeah, <laughs> pause didn't exist him. back then. <laughs> yeah, you can nah. blame him for that. It was okay. No, nah, I'm not saying that. Like no, that but I'm just thing. saying this is just me talking about how it didn't age well. Um, oh yeah, it definitely. Did. Hey, it's it's that. the same thing with Raz Cass. Like some of the stuff he was saying was like, oh my goodness, like yeah, absolutely, yeah. Oh, oh my goodness, but you know, that's West Coast too, man. That's that's the West. That's how you know. That pimp, the pimp player uh, mentality, it shows heavy in True. this album with the, with the skits, with the uh, all of that stuff, 
Um, but but to continue, but to continue on with the uh, with cannabis album, I mean, what you get is what you get. You get an artist that is a ten in in one thing and a zero in another. And he's a ten. Else. He's a ten in bars, a zero in hooks, a zero in production, <laughs> and a zero in accountability. <laughs> <laughs> wait, 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 you gotta explain that. What you mean accountability? He said a zero in accountability. <laughs> this man blames everybody. No, nah, he, blame, he blames everybody else for his failures except himself. Oh. That well, man, or remember, remember, remember that the, the huge bar back then when he was, you know, he's talking about some, but blame Wyclef for it, you know, for his mm-hmm. first album. So then yeah. he go get some other he go get some other producers that don't do nothing for his beats. It's like, but I, I will say that second album was better than the first one by far. Like them, them that production, Wyclef ought to be ashamed of himself. Okay, <laughs> that, that he he needs to be put in the corner, fam. Like he is terrible for that. Hey, but um, a lot of times some people produce beats based off of your lyrics, and. I, I was gonna say that I think that's cannabis's downfall is that that nobody knows what to do with him. He exactly. doesn't even know what to do with himself. Exactly because of the way he crafts his music, his song. Yeah. What, can, what beats can what beats can you make for that? He should have stayed in the battle a, circuit. You got to take accountability for that though. That's what I mean. Zero accountability. It's like he had he he got he got everybody to blame but himself. It's like you choose to write those lyrics. I mean, they're very well written, but like the subject matter, you know. Right. But but with that being said, that hundred bars was crazy. Uh, Yo, crazy. That watch who you beef with was crazy. It was. Um, like the album was crazy though, but it just it just doesn't age well. Um, it doesn't. Now now the Ras Cast because I don't want to talk too long. The Ras Cast. I'm not the hugest fan of Razzcast. Um, there's only a select few West Coast rappers with the West Coast colloquial slang, the the sound that the the way they their voices sound. It's only a couple of rappers like that that I that I was fans of, and Razzcast wasn't necessarily one of them. It's just you know how like you have some artists that like they don't they don't do anything bad in any particular way it's just that you ain't feeling them mm-hmm. yeah it's just that's just that's just Raz cash for me like he's never done anything for me not to like him and i know it sounds crazy it's not like i just dislike him but it's just like i, I wouldn't i never was checking for him with that being said he does everything that you that an artist that a rapper does he, he like he fits the bill of a rapper it's just that i just never he never influenced me in a way that would make me want to just check, you know, you know, check for his music. You were um, you were never that, impressed by none of his freestyles back in the day. Oh no, I was impressed, but it still was like it wasn't making me go and let me see what he got to offer. It's like whenever he popped up, I would listen, but I was never like seeking him out. Like I can't uh, say I'll anything. Like, I can't. I can't say anything bad about him. It's just that it, you know, it's just it's some rappers are like that. I, I mean, some it's just like that for everybody. Not everybody feels everybody. 
And um, and there's no, I have no real reason to say why not. I just, it is just, it is what it is. But he still, like when I listen to the album, he performs. His delivery is sometimes is it's too West Coast for me. Like you know what they they rapping faster than the beat. That 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 throws me off sometimes. Uh, but they do that out in the West Coast. His uh his his word choice as far as women and stuff like that was is a little bit too abrasive for what I'm used to um <laughs> used to listening to. It ain't really your vernacular, I get it. Yeah, it's a little bit Chicago, of, uh, you don't like pimps, man. <laughs> no, it ain't that. It's not that. It ain't. I don't even really. I don't. It's not that. I think it's just part of partly my upbringing too. Um, no, no, I feel you on that. Like that's a, that's a heavy influence. Um, but like one thing I can say about both of these artists, they are kings at hyperbole, man. They are so hyperbolic with their um with their style as far as the metaphors and all that stuff. But that's what made them great. I agree. They. They were they were like kings of the lyrical miracle, you know. They were they were kings of that, and they were black guys doing it. That's why I appreciated them too, because around that time Eminem had the uh, he had the hyperbolic, extreme, exaggerated flow that everybody was pining for, and there was other rappers that were black they could do it too. But overall, as far as choosing was the best album, I was a cannabis fan. So it's definitely gonna be 2000 BC, but I, I I had to do I had to do the explanation justice for both albums, you know. Um, That's fair. But when I saw the albums, I already knew it was gonna be 2000 BC just because it was cannabis and it was Raz Cats, <laughs> and I, that may that may seem wrong, but I mean I already knew. Maybe it was my bias ahead of time, but like I already knew because as I was listening to cannabis. I was doing more. I was doing more revisionist history, seeing if I could remember the lyrics more than listening to it. And I was actually listening to Razzcast because I didn't know the album like that. So, and I know that I know 2000 BC almost like in and out. It was certain stuff I forgot, but it was like, yeah, I know that album, man. It was certain parts. I just could, I couldn't wait to some parts of certain songs was coming up because I remembered it so well. So it was it was definitely going to be 2000 BC for me. All right. All right. Understood. Understood. All right, Brian, man, I'll swing it over to you. Between 2000 BC and Resassination, which one were you feeling more and why? Okay. Uh, so I, I actually share a lot of the same sentiments that Vince shares. Um, so with Razcast, uh I've never liked Razzcast. Uh, uh, and I listened to the album this week, though, or last week, rather, and I gave it a fair chance. But uh, I don't know if he don't know where the kicks and the snares are. But, <laughs> like, he be saying stuff, like, like if I had to, like, read what he was saying, I'd be like, oh, okay. That's, that's, that's pretty clever. Like, he said some clever stuff. But, like, his delivery... It's all over the place on every single beat. I think it's one song I like, and I think it's because Twister was on the song, not really because of him. And even in that song, it was the the beat was made for Twister. I guess he was just like, I'm gonna just rap because I know how. And then he just starts saying words. <laughs> <I'm> like, <"What?" laughs> 
But either way, uh, <laughs> I, I've been uh, cannabis uh, 2000 BC has never left my playlist. Uh, it, it's always there. I didn't even have to go listen to it because I listened to it probably like twice a week, like in my rotation. Oh wow! And, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah! Wow! Wow! <laughs> yeah, like like it's 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 one of the, it's it has it has quite a few songs on it. That's that's that I, it's, it's it's a lot of nostalgia too. But like yeah. you just was mentioning, like you know uh, you know all the bars. Like you can you can like you went back and you listened to it and you can hear it. like you know already know a lot of the words. I, it was some songs I knew word for word. Like I like I know because I listened to it so often. You know what I'm saying? I like guess. You know, I, and he had another. Uh, it's from a different. It's one of his. It's one of the albums he was making when he was still mad at LL because he's a child. Yeah. But um, yeah, he had a song called "Harbinger of Light," and I love that song. It's it's one of the best songs I've ever heard from Cannabis, and uh, this is a good song because it kind of blends like some actual subject matter with his technical prowess you know like how he'd be breaking stuff down and all that stuff and nuclear rockets and whatever and um yeah I, clear winner for me uh probably a bias as well sorry not really but um Rask has has always annoyed me um he needs and has always needed and now I was appalled to see that he was still making music it just made me sick on the inside <laughs> oh jeez wow jeez, the disrespect <laughs> The disrespect. Wow. He can rap. I wouldn't even go that far to say that. I do Look. hate the um. I do hate the title name though. Assassination just does not sound good. I get. I get. He's trying to sneak his son, his his uh his name into assassination. But like, what was he assassinating on his album? You know, like <laughs> what was, the what beat. Because he couldn't find the, the kill. beat. <laughs> 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 he can rap like he can say words well like i give him that but like like riding the beat man, I, don't, I don't know he he uh and also i really don't like a lot of west coast rap anyway but that that I gave it a fair chance. I've listened to some songs twice, so I was like, maybe I heard it wrong, and that wasn't it. <laughs> but Cannabis 2000 BC, easy, easy win. I'm from the first track to like Four Horsemen. I'm all in. Dude, the first track where I, I, let me, let me, let me wait for my turn. That first, <laughs> that first track was bananas, though. When he was rapping, it was two of him rapping yeah. against each other, like. So I have talked about that particular part too. No, cannabis. No, you're talking about the the sequel, the the opener yeah. to that cannabis album. So that first oh, okay. track yeah, yeah, yeah. is like a mix of different lines from that he said in other freestyles and stuff. So like it's they just uh, layered over each other. Yeah, you know that was crazy. But hey, I will say that Ras Cass first track was crazy too. Uh, that beat, that was uh, the beat was cold. Like I want to actually use that beat for a song I want to make, but uh, but you don't want Rascast yeah. on the song, right? I, I just wanna... <laughs> uh, no, uh, no, because no. you just like uh, the beat, which makes sense. You <laughs> like Rascast with a beat? Yeah, that's the question. That's the real question. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right, all right. So we got two for 2000 BC, man. Jamil, go ahead and weigh uh, in for us. So y'all know I'm a Razzcast fan. So uh, all of this nonsense that y'all talking is, is just that, nonsense. <laughs> Razzcast code um, and, and <laughs> assassination <laughs> was, was an example of that. Cannabis ain't got nothing as cold as Interview with a Vampire. Mm. He ain't got nothing as cold as Interview with a Vampire on that whole album. And he and and you know, cannabis got bars, but it's just rapidly, 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 rapidly rap. Like that's what we've been talking about. Is he's not crafting uh, songs. So in a battle, mm-hmm. yeah, that's who you want. In a cipher, yep, that's who you want. Not crafting a song. And also shout out to Corrupt because he made it on both albums. Yep. Oh, yeah, that's true. Also, uh, another point that I'd like to bring out is uh, Razzcast did not get outwrapped by any of his guests. Uh, Cannabis yeah, had that happened to him twice on his album. He actually got outwrapped. Wait a minute, which track? Uh, one of them that wasn't even a, a full track. Who let Sparrow Monch get on a on, get on the album? <laughs> and he smoked it. Yeah, but it's Sparrow Monch. Hey, that was dope, though. That was that was dope. But, but it led into the Horseman track. It did. It absolutely did. Yeah, it, it led into the horseman's track with the worst beat, <laughs> maybe the worst beat on the album. <laughs> no, nah, it wasn't the worst. Maybe like the it definitely, worst. it definitely was not the worst beat on the album. Die, Die Slow was the worst beat on the. Die Slow yeah, was the worst Die beat. Slow. <laughs> terrible. That's, oh my god. Terrible. Oh my god, that was awful. But um, man, I. I definitely can say that the the assassination was not a perfect album like it's definitely got some skippers um there are some i think this i don't know if this was a decision by him or by the label but there was a bit of identity crisis on some of it because there were clearly some songs that were intended for like radio play that it just didn't fit with the rest of the album um so it, it got to be a little bit disjointed i think if maybe three or four tracks get cut it's a better project overall it was still a good project i would say i said about like nine this. tracks get cut <laughs> oh, dang. um i think that yeah i think they could trim the fat a little bit on that one but I, also if you're not a west coast person like if you don't like west coast rap then i can see how this wouldn't appeal to you because it's definitely that like from the production to the slang like that's definitely a California, um, California record. Shout out to the RZA who was just awful. Also on that, sound <laughs> like he was rapping with water. One hundred percent. Hey, but that beat, like that had. beat kind of knocked though. That beat was cold. Nah, RZA was just rapping like he had like a penny or something in his mouth, man. Like what's going on, man? Yeah, man. <laughs> what's going on? I don't know what was going on, but, <laughs> but to your earlier comment that he never got smoked on any of his songs, Twista smoked him on that song. I don't know. That is correct. That is correct. You you're right about that on that uh, all or nothing because yeah. like you said, that was definitely a Twista Twista beat. Yep. And I think where he messed up was trying to. I'm sorry. No, that wasn't all or nothing. That was a different song they did. That was a uh, no. That was that was. Mm-mm. This wasn't no. all or nothing. They did two different tracks. This was, uh, or maybe this was all or nothing. I, I can't remember. I know him and Twister did two songs together, and I'd be getting them mixed up. Maybe this one was all or nothing, not not show out. 
Either way, Twister. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I killed remember him. this was um, nothing because he was trying to rap like Twister, and he shouldn't have done that. I got like, the just exact do, just do your thing. Really? Yeah, I feel like <laughs> he didn't even tried to keep up. I don't think he tried to keep up. I think he tried. He he rapped a little faster than he normally would have. But I agree. He he definitely got got smoked on that one. As far as the 2000 BC, the production was better on 2000 BC than it was on Can I Buzz, but that don't mean it's good. I agree with that. I just say it was good. It's definitely better, but that's if like you have a sliding scale of like a hundred and like it's like, Agreed. 20, like a, a twenty and then like a twenty-two. Like it's not like a big Agreed. difference. I agree with that. The opener of the, the, of the album was called What I found to be kind of interesting about all of those verses that was used were none of them from his own album. No. Like every every verse that every bar that was used on that was either a, a freestyle that was on a mixtape or like a collab on somebody else's album. Yeah. Yeah. Like, bruh, what what are we doing here? What are we doing? And they and it was gold. Like some of his best work. Yeah. I was I was impressed. One of my one of my favorite intros. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's that's, that's awesome. His like I said, cannabis is it, it, his pen is is crazy. Just bar after bar after bar every song, and it almost don't matter that the production is so bad in most cases. Uh, mm-hmm. But some of it is just just too bad to ignore, like Die Slow or uh, or the PHU song, like uh, yeah. The, I, <laughs> Yeah, what is that? Yeah, and then, and then his either. verse wasn't that great either. So Yo, I'm kind of, I'm kind of feeling that track though. I can't lie. Oh man. no, I dug the, I dug the sample, but he wasn't really, yeah, ain't really had nothing, ain't really had nothing for me on that one. That that watch who you beef with though. Yeah, watch it. Yeah, it's dope. That, like that's probably one of his better complete songs because even the hook on that one was cold. Like he was still mad at LL clearly. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> But I, that I lost the sea was cold too. The beat wasn't. The beat was that. Lost the sea was cold though. Hundred bars, as, as Vince mentioned, hundred bars might be my favorite song on this album, just because he just blacks out for hundred yeah, bars, like you said. His wordplay though is crazy in that song. I used to my know song. that whole track beginning to end. I still do, and it, it, the breath control that it, it, it requires is not. It's no slouch for that either. Um, my only issue with a hundred bars and it's less to do with that track but the one after which name I can't remember that album should have ended with a hundred bars you are yeah I don't know I I don't know what I don't know what the A&R was thinking or the the executive producer they realized they couldn't market them just let them make an album and get them got them out of there get them out of there yeah yeah, they should have swapped. They should have swapped. They should have swapped chaos with hundred bars. Um, so yeah, that would chaos, be the end. That's it. Exactly. Or you could have just got rid of it all together. No, no man. you know what? The the the, nah, the production wasn't the best, but the way the beat led into him, he, he started rapping a cappella. Then it like that was cool, but that was. shouldn't have been the last song. Not at all. Not, Not at all. Not with that uh-uh. beat. 
that was that was more like mid album type of type of energy. But yeah. for yeah. for for him to have Rakim, Feral March, Corrupt, Killer Priest, Razzcast all on his album, mm-hmm. like it should have it should have been it should have been better than it was, man. And then he had one of the <laughs> I still love that uh, the intro. I mean uh, the the skit about the producer. What's on the beach? <laughs> Oh yeah, torture. Yeah, the torture. Yeah, yeah, man. I dream of what? What's that for? For the bass. To bass. Oh man. So that that all said, man. Like I said, Razzcaz is my guy. I was a Razzcaz fan before this. I was a Razzcaz fan after this. Yes, it has some some hiccups to it. A couple tracks that need to get cut. But that 2000 BC, just the production just left me lacking. And, and, and Cannabis' inability to craft like full songs just, just don't do it for me, man. So I'm going with the 2000 BC on this one. Oh wow! <laughs> I just yo, that cut. yo, his you don't listen to the show. <laughs> yo, his uh, <laughs> his um, his pen is just unmatched. Like for all of the flaws that 2000 BC has, and it's only really with the production. As a rapper, cannabis is almost flawless. He just can't. He just can't make songs. But this was better than. Better than I remember. It's still not a good project. It's kind of forgettable. It's certainly not one that I would be listening to regularly in 2023. That's that's no diss to anybody on the on the line at this particular time. And <laughs> <laughs> hey man, good music, two, good music. Between those two, writing is what it. Between those two, <laughs> I, I definitely got to go with with the 2000 BC though. You you you're giving me. Uh, two uninspired choices by two top tier lyricists, though I would say. Okay, all right, man. I thought you was gonna stick with your boy, man. I thought you was. I know. You was, you was, you know. was gonna stick with your boy. All right, man. So <clears throat> I get into my pick, man. These these two albums. It was interesting revisiting them. I like Brian. I. 2000 BC, I I was always a fan of that album. Like, it's not perfect, no, but it's the album that plays the best to cannabis's strengths. I'll say that. Mm-hmm. If if you want to put someone on some cannabis, this is the album you should put them on. And um, the only album you should put them on. Uh, album, he got a, yeah. he got a couple others that are decent. He got a couple others that are decent. I haven't heard a single album from Cannabis that wasn't bad. No, I'm sorry. 2000 BC is okay. The rest are all bad. Uh, my club, my club was decent, and Rip the Jacker was decent. Rip the Jacker was decent. Uh, mm, mm, I disagree. Um, but um, like one thing I definitely remember about this Cannabis album. It, it to me it was it was it felt very self-aware he knew what his rep was in the industry and he seemed to have like 
just wanted to go back to his roots and just become that spitter that we all, you know what I'm saying, were introduced to. I thought he I thought he utilized his 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 guest appearance as well, the Rock Him, the Four Horsemen track. The the beat on Four Horse on Horsemen was it was a little sloppy, but it honestly grew on me. Like with, with the way they attacked that beat. I think I think the flows they came with did, did it justice. I honestly do. Um, I agree. I think yeah. 100 Bars was 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 a phenomenal track. This was before niggas like Game was blacking out with two and 300 bars and whatnot. This was back when doing 100 bars actually meant something. And like, mm-hmm. yeah. it was a it was a decent 100 bars. Then you got the Raz Cast. I forgot about the track. Man, I forgot about the track uh, Ghetto Fabulous. I forgot sure. about I forgot about Lap Dance, which I actually I actually messed with Lap Dance. I actually messed with what was the other track on here? Um, Interview with a Vampire. How can I forget that? And I definitely messed with the end with RZA. That was I actually first heard that on Woo Chronicles before I heard it on this album. But um, this was when Rascals was doing a lot of stuff with Wu Tang at the time. But um, yeah, definitely Interview with a Vampire. That is a, a classic record. You know what I'm saying? That is a classic record. to a whole project. It's kind of a precursor to a whole project. Cause he, you know, revisited that same theme on Blasphemy. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Which Blasphemy is his best album, by the way. Um, so for me, man, this was this was this was tougher than I than I thought it would be. But I gotta go with the cannabis, man. You I gotta go. I gotta go with the cannabis, like. Another thing too, man, the cannabis, this cannabis album, man, I did a lot of tagging with this album in my headphones. So mm-hmm. it's like, it's it's a lot of memories attached to it. The Razzcast, not so much. I, I have memories attached to individual songs, but the project as a whole, man, like it came down to production for me, man. It's like songs like <clears throat> Lap Dance and Ghetto Fabulous don't sound like they belong on the same project with Get At Me and in a Kooji sweatsuit and Ice Age. It's like, he had like a good five or six songs on here, bro. It was just a hard listen, man. Yeah. Beat-wise. It was like, okay, we get it. You're a lyricist. We, we mainly here for the lyrics. If you're listening to a Razzcast album, chances are you, you're there for the lyrics, but you got to give us something to work with, bro. Like... <laughs> yeah, them was Nas-level bad beats. Worse, man. Worse. It was like they just took a bunch of instruments and threw them down the stairs, and then looped, <laughs> you know, and then just looped it. And it was like, man, bro, like we deserve so much better. And it kind of suffered from like identity crisis too. It's like, mm-hmm. how you giving us a track like "Interview with a Va- with, with a Vampire," and then you giving us like "All or Nothing," you know? And "All or Nothing" is is not a bad song. I think it's more of a Twister song than a Raz Cast song, but. You also had tracks like It Is What It Is and Ooh Wee. And it's Ugh. just like Ugh. those don't belong on a on an album with Interview with a Vampire and HTO H2O proof. Like it just right. it just doesn't. And it's just like Man, if you if I agree with Brian, man, you chop off like nine songs, make this an EP, you'd have a decent project. Like <laughs> nine songs. <laughs> hey. But you know right. the, the thing about those those songs that you know don't seem like they belong, especially way back when, you know artists get paid 
to sell records and you know interview with the vampire who right. for the hip hop nah. heads, but who gonna be in the no club? Records. Yeah, you know, doing their thing to it. If, if people ain't coming out to listen to it, radio was a thing. It was it was right. pre cell phone, right. you know. Right. So uh, the only way you heard something was on the radio or at the club. So if it if it couldn't bring people to the club and they go crazy when they hit a song, then no play. That's the truth. No, you're right. Particularly, you're right, exactly right. particularly as a West Coast artist, they you know they're not big on on the, the, the depth of lyrics like that. And it's about the party out there. Yeah, you gotta know your audience. Mm-hmm. Gin and juice, not moon and stars. Nas. Yeah. Yeah, and he just he employed too many <clears throat> brass cast employed too many R and B vocals. You know what I'm saying on here too. It just he ain't that type I think of. that was part of the sale the sales pitch too though no I, doubt I, I agree with you about the identity crisis for sure no doubt and it just i felt i felt the cannabis had way less skippables and it's honestly his strongest album to date cannabis can <clears throat> camouflage bad he can uplift bad production way easier than razz can that's how cannabis knows where the snares and the kicks are I would just say that cannabis has more practice with bad beats. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> cannabis has a, has a better flow. You know, the flow is better. It is yeah. what it is. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. He sounds better on beats. That's it, you know. Yep. All right. So let's go ahead. Man, I did not expect that. I did not expect cannabis to sweep that one. I, I thought somebody was gonna go for Raz Cast. I thought Jamil was gonna go for Raz Cast. me, if, if anybody. You know, of course, the big homie Jason did not call in to defend his pick. So, hey, what you gonna do? Shocker! Shocker! <laughs> I would have been highly surprised if anybody's pick was Raz Cast. I just, <laughs> I don't get it. But, right. <laughs> All right, so let's go ahead. Let's cap off this episode like we always do with another segment of What You're Bumping. Well, I invite y'all to share with the listeners what you've been bumping for the past week or so. So, uh, Brian, man, 60 seconds or less, man. What you been bumping? Hold on. I- I'll give it to you in just a second. All right, so... Uh, first, uh, six minutes, uh, fabulous Cassidy and Lil Wayne met the man symphony, uh, mystical ghetto, fabulous red man creeping. Let's see, uh, unpredictable, uh, mystical again, some future Drake, Michael, and Kendrick, and some Limp Biscuit. Oh man, you all over the place. Yeah, my playlist, man. Sorry, you're not Pearl being Jam. sarcastic? Huh? You're not being sarcastic? Not at all. I'm reading, so I'm, reading act- I'm scrolling right now. So Pearl actually, Jam. What? I'm with you on Pearl Jam. I, 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 you said Limp Biscuit. I thought you was playing. No, no, I, I like Limp Biscuit. Mm. This is a nostalgia thing. Mm. <laughs> Jamil don't, like, don't like no white artists, man. <laughs> oh, my God. That's not true. That's not true. So where you stand with M in the hip hop thing? I mess with early M. Um, Eminem showing the Eminem. 
yeah, yeah. All post Eminem show. Post post Eminem show. I'm done with him. I agree. Uh, sparingly, he he do some stuff here or there, but nah, Ian is Ian is blowing the spot up with that. That's not true. I don't dislike <laughs> white artists, but Limp Biscuit, like I, there there are maybe three passable Limp Biscuit songs, and they all have real rappers on them. So. And, and I give you that, like, you know, uh, the method, man. But I, I really don't. I, I'm more of an album guy. So I listen to stuff on, you know, like the like their first two or three albums for the most part. Nothing past that. But I didn't know they had more than that. Yeah, they switched drummers at one point. Things. Mm-hmm. Same thing with Corn. They got almost a whole one. That's all new, but. Right. Yeah, like two or three members. Yeah, fair enough. Okay, Vince, man, what you been bumping? Um, funny enough, man, as you say, um, you didn't know I liked oh. this guy. But, oh no, dude, I oh, was, no, Vince was bumping Lim Biscuit too. Nah, Kate, no, nah, Kate Trinata, Kate Trinata. Oh, yeah, I y'all heard that new Corday track with uh Anderson Pack? No, I have not. Ah, but I'm interested. I like oh, y'all got to hear that. That's nice, man. Yeah. That song is cool. That's a real nice little cool song, man. It's called Two Tens. Check it that out. Then made me start listening to some Corday and some Anderson Pack, honestly. Man, I love me some Anderson Pack. Oh, yeah, man. And I started checking out some Free National. That Free National album is cold. Yeah. Then I went to Alex Isaac. And I went to Masigo. And I was listening to Sebastian McHale. I went to Xavier Omar. I was just, it was, I was running all over the place, man. But, uh, uh, man, then I was listening to Eric Bellinger, heavy. Like, I don't know if you guys are familiar oh, he's with him. Yeah, he's yeah. Dope. Yeah, him, then, and Kevin Ross. Uh, I was uh, listening to him, a lot of his music, man. Like, it's a, it's a lot of talented R&B, um, male r&b singers that don't get a lot of uh like just notoriety like people know them but they just don't talk about them a lot man they have some solid music uh Vito's new album is is, is decent too if you uh, if you guys still haven't heard it that was decent too um Omarion got a new track out those that's nice yeah i was i was i can't say i was all over the place but man i listened to some some new uh a, a solid amount of people this week Okay. All right. Understood. <clears throat> uh, Jamil, man, what you been bumping? So, yeah, I was bumping that uh, Common Finding Forever. Uh, John Legend Get Lifted. I went back and listened to the uh, Can I Bus album. I don't know why I did that. <laughs> was bumping the uh, Belly soundtrack again. Mm. Yeah, we go. Mainly for. Uh, Cause I wanted to hear that uh, Tommy's theme, and let me just look at this list. What else we got going on here? I feel like I have some jazz stuff. That oh, the uh, uh, Desmond Blue album, Paul Desmond, and I tried to listen to the Cannabis album, One Step Closer to Infinity. Jesus, yeah, it was tough. That was a tough. Listen, I got through maybe two tracks. I was like, all right, I've done my due diligence here. Yeah, blame yourself. Yeah, pretty much. Oh, and uh, Funk Flex, the mixtape volume number three. Listen to that too. Okay. 
All right. <clears throat> For myself, I was bumping uh, Mob Deep, Hello on Earth. I just felt like throwing that on. It definitely holds up. It's aged extremely well. I was bumping Chuck Strangers, uh, The Boys and Girls Club. I was bumping Black Thought, Glorious Game, Kendrick Lamar, Mr. Morale, and the Big Steppers. And of course, the two new albums <clears throat> we were talking about earlier, um, El Zion Oh No, Heavy Vibrato, and Zartificial Intelligence by Zarface. And that's pretty much it. Bunch of podcasts, and that's pretty much it. All right, Jamil, man, you got any album anniversaries for us? Got a few. Uh, celebrating five years this this week. Met the man, the Meth Lab Two. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if anybody actually heard that one. I no, did. I haven't actually. How was it? I don't remember it. I remember it the first Meth Lab was was terrible, so I didn't even get us no chance. Oh no, nah, bro! Both Meth Labs was dope. I ain't like the first. Wow. Um. 10 years celebrating is uh, Gravitized by Talib Kweli, mm. which I don't even remember that one. Never heard it. And then we got to go all the way to 25 years to get to uh, some some heavy hitters. Got a trifecta, well, not really a trifecta, really it's only one album, but you got a DJ Clue, The Professional Part One. Um, Mystical Ghetto Fabulous mm. and Bust Buster Rhymes Extinction Level Event. Yeah, oh, snap. yeah, that one. Those all three of those came out the same day, which wow! I like, don't. I remember when the Buster dropped, and I remember when the Cool dropped. For some reason, I don't associate those with the same date, though. Um, couldn't tell you why, and I believe that is it for this week. Um. Yeah, that was it. Okay, Buster all right. Is the crown jewel of the week. Indeed, indeed. I remember, man. He used to be talking all that year two thousand stuff on them albums, man, scaring me and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, There's only five years left. He was on that on every album too. I'm like, man, what is he trying to speak into existence? Like, <laughs> man, it's that stupid. Uh, behold the pale horse book. I'm like, man, we he bust on something, something different, but. That is the show, people. Man, we have a uh, uh, our year-end show lined up for next week. We will be back. Man, Brian, thanks again, my brother, for coming through. I got to bring you back. I, there's a couple other topics I want you to sound off on in January, so I'm going to keep you posted, bro, on those because yeah. I definitely want to get you back on the show. Next week will be our year-end award show, so I sent out all the ballots to everybody, so fill those out, send them back to me. And then next week we will we'll 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 sort through it, man. We'll we'll go over who the winners for who the winners were for the for the six annual vibes and stuff, hip hop awards that we do every year. So please, please be on the lookout for that. Send your ballots in. And what else? Yeah, that was pretty much it. So man, gentlemen, I thank y'all again for carving out some time for the show to make it what it is. And salute, with that. Salute. I, uh, with that, I'm gonna bid y'all adieu and I will say peace. Peace.
want that. I don't like that. I've been around the world, I'm not impressed. I'm not impressed. I've been around the world, I'm not impressed. Three Michelin stars, I'm not impressed. I hate everything. I'm the food villain. It's like Magic Johnson's wife I wish my parents named me Constantine yes. Found that Johnny Got left in the dumpster It wasn't a shock to me That's to me. unbelievable Al? Uh, you to say? I never was on a soccer team Never, never. One time, I swear Fuck And I ended I hate everything quickly. I ended it quick. It's the food villain They never let me play No, I don't want that Try it. No, you didn't. It was like, you did not try it. I wanted to taste it. You did not taste it. Can you show this little bit? I did. It won't bite you. It's dead. This one. I didn't try that. You didn't know. I was fired right there. Yeah, yeah. We sprinkled you. I already sprinkled you. It was fire.